Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So, anyway, as always, may God bless you with health and happiness. It is a real pleasure to be here. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Thanks to Frank for taking care of the show. My good buddy Steve O'Brien there that helped me with my new pop filter. And God bless you all and good night. I dreamed the splendid things I planned. I always built to last on weakened shifting sand. I live by night and shun the naked light of day. And only now I see how the years ran away. Yesterday. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. drugs don't forget this is hash this is health talk um going on the air oh man back in 1981 which was like 35 years ago you know why did i do that why why would i even think of doing something that i never 
would have dreamed of. Well, I was kind of motivated by a, a simple premise, and that being that knowledge is power. And the power basically belongs to the public. So I figured that going on the radio, talking about health, would inspire me to learn more. And what I could learn, I could dispense to the people, which would help them to make better decisions on what to buy, what to eat, etc. And it would help support and promote the principles of freedom and democracy by enabling choice. So this, what this did for me was it made me see why the fear and the loathing coming from the food industry over the public's right to information about the food they consume was so difficult for me to fathom. So here we are, we're in the beginning of 2016, and the leaders of many of the nation's largest and most powerful food companies are doubling down on their commitment to block the mandatory labeling of foods made with genetically engineered crops. And of course, they're turning to the U.S. Secretary of Agriculture, Secretary Tom Vilsack, to help them do so. But not surprisingly, because Tom Vilsack is a hooker for the food industry. But that issue of labeling has become so urgent for the industry as what would be the nation's first mandatory labeling measure to go into effect on July 1st in Vermont is driving people crazy. And so far, the food industry has failed to convince a federal court to block the law's implementation, even though the fight could go to trial this spring. Then we have people, citizens, in many other states trying to pass similar mandatory labeling measures. So why? Because a GMO label would allow a consumer to know at a glance information that many people consider important. And given that knowledge, some people might back away from genetically modified labels foods while others might not care. I mean, some might seek out GMOs if they feel that they provide a special value or they're helping to feed the world, which is the propaganda 
that Monsanto and other GMO developers are trying to thrust upon the public. But the public's right to that knowledge, to that decision-making ability, terrifies many in an industry that generates sales of roughly $2.1 trillion a year. And the fear is so strong that they've enlisted teams of legal and public relations professionals to help try to convince the regulators and the federal lawmakers to override Vermont's law and prohibit any future laws like it. So the Grocery Manufacturers Association, whose members include Pepsi-Cola, Kellogg's, and hundreds of other large food companies, these are the guys that are leading the charge against GMO labeling, saying that it would be too costly to implement and is unnecessary because the GMOs are proven safe. Well, the only people that have proven the GMO safe are the GMO companies. I mean, and that <clears throat> you really think anyone in their right mind that works for a GMO company is going to say they're not safe? So the Grocery Manufacturers Association says that they are hopeful that compromise will establish a uniform national standard for foods made with genetically engineered crops. So what they did was they recently put this initiative forward that would add barcodes to products that consumers could scan with smartphones to access information. But whether or not the presence of genetically modified ingredients would ever be required to be included in that information is still unclear. So those that are fighting for mandatory labeling include members of the organic and natural food industry, other consumer groups, environmentalists, and lots of regular moms and pops who want to know what they're feeding to their kids. And many of those labeling supporters are bringing up the pesticide residues on the GMOs as a concern and contradictory science on the safety of GMOs. Now, some of the opponents say they don't want to buy products that they feel that would contribute to corporate control of the world's food supply. And a barcode won't cut it. You understand? That's what the GMO labeling proponents say. Maybe a barcode's not enough. So they point to this national survey that was conducted in November by the Melman Group that found that 88% of people want a GMO label rather than having to use a smartphone app to scan a barcode. 
<clears throat> so Vilsack says he's going to sit down with representatives from both sides of the issue to try to come up with a compromise if one can be found. And both sides are saying that they're willing to meet in the middle. But the point is that millions of dollars have been spent lobbying for and against labeling and fighting the issue out in the courts. And both sides are a little weary of a war. So the details of the discussions to be held are being kept confidential. And according to some of the participants, it's being kept confidential to give the process the greatest chance of success. So <clears throat> as these discussions loom, we can't lose sight of the fact that this issue and many others come down to the power of information and the critical nature of who controls that information. Those companies developing and profiting from GMOs have the information they need to patent their creations and track where and how they are used. The farmers that plant GMOs are provided with a range of information about the seeds, their limitations, and their benefits, and can easily choose non-GMO seeds because varieties are labeled and tracked. Now, the systems are in place to allow the food manufacturers to know whether or not they're purchasing ingredients made from GMO crops. It seems that it's the consumers who are the only ones that are left out of the information pipeline. <clears throat> so some that are advocating against GMO labeling argue that the consumers aren't smart enough to understand GM or use GMO labeling information effectively. And they argue that the consumers are being conned interfering GMOs. Well, back in December, there was a blog posting opposing GMO labeling. And GMO supporters like John Antine and the retired University of Illinois professor Bruce Chassie wrote about consumers who can't define what a GMO is and said that pro-labeling pro efforts are driven by small groups and well-financed professional activists. Well, Chassie and Antin, who are nothing more than hookers for the biotech industry, argue that these activists use misinformation and fear-mongering to whip up support for their agenda. Well, I guess that that must include me, because I wouldn't touch a GMO with a 10-foot pole. But then the pro-GMO advocates are hoping that consumers are not well-informed 
about their connections to the corporate food industry. But Chassie doesn't mention that in his blog. And for years, while working as a professor of food safety at the University of Illinois, he very quietly collaborated with Monsanto executives on so many projects that were aimed at countering concerns about health and environmental impacts of GMOs. Monsanto has already acknowledged that it provided several unrestricted grants to the biotech outreach program that Chassis helped to lead, but said there was nothing improper about the relationship. Now, this is information that some people might want to know, but it only became public after the nonprofit group U.S. Right to Know obtained the emails between Chassie and several other university professors in Monsanto and shared them with the media outlets. Then another batch of emails disclosed discussions between Kevin Folta, the chairman of the Horticultural Sciences Department at the University of Florida, and a public relations agency about how to counter a Canadian teenager who developed a website questioning the safety of genetically modified foods. Volta also received grant money from Monsanto, making him another hooker for the biotech industry. So I don't know about you, but I think that this information is important to know what goes on behind the scene enables me to make decisions about who I can trust and what I believe about the food I buy for myself and my family. And as a guy that's doing radio and a I guess it's somewhat I'm somewhat of a journalist I've been fortunate enough to get behind those scenes a couple of times. And I know Monsanto is here in Hawaii. And I know that if you want to go visit their plants or their factory or their concentration camp, whatever they call it, you ain't going to get past the armed guards that are at the door. So the knowledge that I have acquired, which certainly isn't a lot, lets me see that there's no benefits to GMOs. And all I see are the risks. And still I want more information. So whatever your view is about GMOs, whatever your views are about the food industry, the right to information is essential. And it is not one that has to be restricted. So I see 
so much duplicity. I see so much corruption. The other day, you know, I, I do research because I do two, two radio shows a week, one in Hawaii, one here at American Voice Radio. <clears throat> and there's nothing that I, I try to keep up on everything. And every once in a while, I want to go down to a local supermarket. There's all these cute little girls out there, and they're selling Girl Scout cookies. Now, years ago, when I didn't know anything, I would buy, I would support them. I would buy Girl Scout cookies. They were really delicious. But when I started doing radio and I started researching what's actually in them, I, I, I would not touch those cookies, like I said, with a 10-foot pole. We all know that cookies are cookies. And for the most part, it's basically a treat that really isn't made to be healthy. But the cookies that I like to eat have basic ingredients. They'll have flour and they'll have sugar. Since I'm a vegan, I wouldn't eat butter, or they have coconut oil or baking soda. But if you've been to one of those stores where the girls are selling Girl Scout cookies, you have to ask the question that why are the Girl Scouts getting little girls to hook to hawk these cookies year after years that are filled with artificial and questionable ingredients. So when you take a look at the ingredients in their thin mint cookies, they're filled with sugar coming from genetically modified sugar beets that are treated with Monsanto's Roundup herbicide that is linked to cancer, kidney disease, breast cancer, and birth defects. They also use the FDA, the Fraud and Drug Administration loophole, to claim that they contain zero trans fats when they actually contain heart-wrecking, partially hydrogenated oil that's been implicated in up to 20,000 heart attacks every year. <clears throat> One of the versions is sweetened with high fructose corn syrup that can be contaminated with mercury and shown to contribute to type 2 diabetes, especially in little kids. Then they are baked with heavily processed flour that's stripped of the natural nutrients so it has no redeeming qualities and is basically a dead food. <clears throat> they are enriched with synthetic vitamins engineered in the lab from such things as coal tar, ammonia, formaldehyde, GMO bacteria, and petroleum. Their flavors are artificially flavored with a top-secret man-made concoction of chemicals which causes 
allergic reaction. And then they're artificially, artificially colored with a class 4 caramel color made from ammonia and which contains the byproduct for mel, which is a known carcinogen, <clears throat> a cancer risk. So the sugar in the Girl Scout cookies doesn't all come from the sugar cane, but from genetically modified sugar beets. And the type of sugar that they use contains the glyphosate residues from the Roundup weed killer that is used on them. And we know that the World Health Organization deemed glyphosate as a probable carcinogen that is also linked to kidney disease, birth defects, and autism. And I'll give you an interesting thing about autism in a minute. So if you think that a little bit of herbicide residue in your cookie isn't something to worry about, think about this. <clears throat> After Monsanto got approval to market GMO sugar beets for public consumption, they requested that the EPA, the Environmental Pollution Agency, increase the limit of allowable glyphosate residues in sugar beet roots from 0.2 parts per million to 10 parts per million. That is a 5,000% increase. So given the prevalence of Roundup Ready crops in America, how much of this stuff are we really eating? Not to mention the glyphosate pollution of the water, the soil, and the air that is affecting us all. Uh-oh, affecting us all. <clears throat> so there's two versions of Girl Scout cookies made by two different bakers. And although the ingredients are nearly identical, one version of the Thin Mint cookies and some other varieties is sweetened with the high fructose corn syrup, which can be contaminated with toxic mercury, which can contribute to type 2 diabetes, especially in children. Then the Girl Scouts use a sneaky FDA loophole to claim all of their cookies contain zero grams of trans fats per serving, while some of them, including the Thin Mints made by the Little Brownie Bakers, actually contain partially hydrogenated oil with artificial trans fat. And they get away with this because the FDA allows any product labeled zero grams of trans fat to contain up to 0.5 grams of trans fat per, ser per serving. <clears throat> Yet, oh, and by the way, that would, that would only be four thin mint cookies. You understand? One, that one serving is four little cookies. Yet the Institute of Medicine says, that no amount of trans fats is safe to eat. Why? Because the trans fats 
are linked to thousands of cases of heart disease, high blood cholesterol, and high blood cholesterol. And understand that the FDA is requiring all food manufacturers to remove trans fats by 2018, but the food companies can still petition the FDA for a special permit to continue using it. So the type of flour that they use has been virtually stripped of natural nutrients, so it has no redeeming qualities and is essentially a dead food. So what do they do? They enrich it with synthetic vitamins. They use niacin, they use reduced iron, they use thiamine, mononitrate, riboflavin, folic acid that are not naturally derived. So these fake nutrients are engineered in the lab coming from such things as coal tar, ammonia, formaldehyde, GMO bacteria, and petroleum. Then the flavors used in the Girl Scout, in the Girl Scout cookies <clears throat> is a secret man-made concoction of chemicals. And not only do you not know what the chemicals you are really eating are when you eat artificial flavors, but they are linked to allergic reactions. So there's four different types of caramel color used by the food industry, and class four caramel color is added to some Girl Scout cookies like the Thin Mints. So class four caramel color is made from ammonia and contains the byproduct, like I said, 4-mel, which is a known cancer risk. So when the Girl Scouts come knocking or when you go into the supermarket and the Girl Scouts are asking, consider just a donation or even volunteering for the Girl Scouts instead of buying their cookies. They don't know what's going on. They have no idea. It's like, you know, these are innocent little kids. So if you look on the boxes, right, if you look on, there's two two bakers. One I said was Little Brownie Bakers. Well, that's basically Kellogg's. And the other is the ABC Bakers. ABC uses the enriched flour, the wheat flour with niacin, reduced iron, thiamine, mononitrate, riboflavin, and folic acid. They use sugar. Then they list vegetable oil, shortening, which is palm kernel and palm oil. They use cocoa, which is processed with alkali. They use caramel color, high fructose corn syrup, salt, baking soda, genetically modified soy lecithin, a little bit of peppermint oil so you think you're eating a mint, and natural and artificial flavors. Then the Kellogg's cookies, the little brownie bakers, use the enriched flour, again with the wheat flour, nice and reduced iron, 
vitamin B1, which is thiamine mononitrate, vitamin B2, which is the riboflavin and folic acid, the sugar, the parsley hydrogenated palm kernel and cottonseed oil, and of course the GMO soybean oil and the palm oil and the cocoa and the caramel color, which contains 2% or less of leavening, which consists of baking soda, monocalcium phosphate, and cocoa processed with alkali. Then they use sugar, cornstarch, salt, GMO soy lecithin, and natural and artificial flavors, and the oil of peppermint. <clears throat> and these little girls, they're innocent. They have no idea. They're just trying to make money so they can go and excuse me, learn about Girl Scouts and whatever. I mean, I used to be a Boy Scout when I was a kid, but we never sold cookies. But this is information. I I don't think that if I ever went on the radio, if I never went on the radio, I wouldn't know any of this stuff. And I'd probably be the sickest guy in the world. So we know that the world's most hated chemical company is Monsanto. We know that. <clears throat> and they are always engaged in some shady wheeling dealing to get their uh, their super herb, yeah, herb Roundup or glyphosate approved for commercial use, right? Well, I've had, if you go to my website, healthtalkhawaii.com, and you look under podcasts, just go down until you see Dr. Stephanie Senna. Dr. Stephanie Senna is a professor or a researcher at MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And we did a show, and it's a great show. But Dr. Seneff and her colleague, Anthony Samsell, they revealed a series of hidden studies showing that Monsanto cherry-picked data from at least a dozen different experiments to make the declaration that Roundup is safe for use on crops to be consumed by animals and humans. So rather than present the actual data in the studies, many of which expose Roundup as dangerous and highly poisonous, <clears throat> Monsanto introduced outlying controls to neutralize the findings and, makes it, and make it appear as though Roundup was perfectly safe. Anthony Samsell obtained the hidden Monsanto studies after petitioning his senator for access, and along with, with this, with Dr. Seneff and Sam Sell, pouring through the documents, they concluded that contrary to Monsanto's reinterpretation of the findings, significant evidence of tumors was found during the investigations. So to create doubt, to create doubt and obscure the statistical significance of the inconvenient findings, which may have prevented product registration, <clears throat> Monsanto introduced irrelevant historical control data from other experiments. You see, this is 
you know, just sheets and sheets and blankets and mirrors and scamola. So Monsanto has spent an amazing amount of time and money over the years to reconstruct studies that it hopes will arrive at preconceived findings in favor of Roundup and GMOs. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. When it doesn't, they have other tricks up their sleeve. For example, Monsanto deliberately adds so-called experimental noise to the finding of many of its unfavorable studies, which effectively cancels them out and really changes the results. And in the particular case, Monsanto hand-selected data from anywhere between 3 and 11 unrelated studies to alter the findings of studies looking at the safety of Roundup. So when a particular study shows evidence of tumors and animals exposed to Roundup, for example, Monsanto simply introduces data from another unrelated study showing no tumors. And voila, no more evidence in tumors of tumors in association with Roundup. So basically, Monsanto should change their name to Pinocchio Incorporated because it's basically lying through data manipulation. And it's the only reason that Roundup is even approved for commercial use because no regulator in his or her right mind would ever have supported approval for a chemical herbicide based on the actual scientific findings. So using the dishonest magic of comparing the findings to data from unrelated historical control, using the words of Senef and Sam Sell, Monsanto has been able to explain away as a mystery the cancer-causing effects of glyphosate and deem them not to be related to administration of the glyphosate. So, he says with a straight face, it's the antithesis of sound science. But this is exactly the type of garbage Monsanto considers to be scientific evidence, and it's what the mainstream media and the public health hookers constantly say we should all accept as fact. Truth be told, it's absolute scientific fraud, and it needs to be called out as often and as loudly as possible. So using these deviations effectively neutralized the inconvenient result and allowed glyphosate to be brought to market. And had they not engaged in this deception, glyphosate may have never been registered for use. And even the Environmental Pollution Agency has indicated concerns with the way glyphosate was approved, but who cares because they pay everybody off, and if they don't, they take former Monsanto employees and they haven't worked for the EPA. But they also say not everyone within the EPA was on board with the decision. Of course not. If you have one guy that never worked for you and 42 guys that used to work for you, what do you expect? 
So the EPA documents show the unanimity of opinion for product registration was not reached. And the paper explained that not all the members of EPA glyphosate review committee approved the registration of glyphosate. And those who dissented and signed do not concur, they were switched to a different area where they would check different things. <clears throat> I told you I would say something about autism. The sulfur crystals that I sell that we know about have reversed 30 cases of autism. And I'm sure it's way, way, way more than that. The reason that it works is because the oxygen that the sulfur disperses goes through the blood-brain barrier and heals the cell that the vaccines have damaged, okay? And it reverses the autism. So <clears throat> I contacted this company called Autism Speaks, and uh, I told them about sulfur, and I get his response from a physician who says to me, uh, I could not find any uh, uh, FDA approval on that. <laughs> I said, yeah, okay. So as a result, uh, I, we, we, of course, my, my hypothesis was <clears throat> if you can find a family that is willing to try and experiment on their child that differs from taking synthetic chemicals to reduce a chemical-causing problem in the first place, I will send you the product. You and the family, give it to the family. Have the family administer the sulfur crystals to their child. And within a week or two, when the autism subsides and the child is back to normal, if you would like to either tell, tell through your website the facts of organic sulfur or even yourself offer it as a means to an end, for autism, then I would like to work with you. <clears throat> the response was, if it's not FDA approved, we can't be interested. But it's okay if the FDA approves the synthetic chemicals that caused the problem in the first place that you're now giving to the autistic child in the hopes of reversing what the other synthetic chemical cause. This is what we're up against. The world is full of pimp suckers and tricks. You know, do you understand that? So the EPA, which is a government agency that you would think would be for the people, they came under fire for the revelation that months before the massive lead poisoning of the Flint water supply became public, that an EPA employee notified his superiors of the problem. So instead of warning the people of Flint, the EPA privately communicated with Michigan's Department of Environmental Quality to get them to solve the problem. So there was nothing mandatory under the law to alert people, but it would have been the right thing to do. So the EPA's collusion 
with health and environmental destroying corporations and institutions goes further than just the shameful poisoning of tens of thousands of people in Flint, Michigan, because documents that were received via the Freedom of Information Act requests revealed that the EPA also assisted Monsanto in attempting to paint Roundup as safe after the World Health Organization research on cancer said that glyphosate has a link to cancer. So Roundup was first introduced in the 70s, but its use exploded in the mid-1990s when Roundup um, was pushed on the people. And the crops that were genetically engineered were done so to resist glyphosate, allowing the farmers to spray a maximum amount of the chemical directly on their fields. So the common Roundup-ready crops are corn and soy and canola, which is garbage to begin with, and sugar beets. And it's used on a lot of non-GMO crops, such as sugarcane and wheat. And it's used on wheat to dry them, or kill is a better word, immediately prior to harvest. Now, if you guys play golf and you go to parks and you go to schools, Roundup is being sprayed there, folks. And a a large number have linked this herbicide to cancer and all kinds of other stuff. So, you know, it's not the first time that the EPA would be criticized for supporting a corporation that gives them kickbacks. Back in 2013, uh, the EPA raised the safe limits of glyphosate on foods higher than those of any other company, any other country. So we, we're, we, you know, we we are um, we're, we're getting screwed, blued, and tattooed here, folks. You know, and I I don't mean to spend my life talking about GMOs, <clears throat> but this is a killer. I mean, there's so many people, they don't even know what GMO means. So all they know about the genetic modification of organisms orgasms and, and food is that somehow science has advanced in the agricultural sector. And maybe they believe that maybe we need to help with food shortages and killing weeds and bugs so that the farms will be able to produce enough food to feed the world or some other crapola like that. The truth is that the GMOs grow from seeds that have pesticide genes inserted in them so that the plant itself grows bug killer and weed killer inside of it. So a lot of the crops are sprayed with the same pesticides of which their genetic makeup is comprised, adding to the overall toxicity for the humans that 
that consume them. And glyphosate, the main component of the most popular herbicides on the planet, have been proven by scientists, as I just said, to increase the risk of infertility and for many animals to cause an early death. <clears throat> so an investigation was done into the consumption of toxic herbicide-resistant soybeans, a.k.a. feed, called Roundup Ready, were found to increase mortality, reduce, reduce growth and fertility in life cycle parts, delay reproduction, and reduce the number of offspring. So these normally occurring levels of glyphosate have a negative biological effect and the potential health consequences, according to the researchers, should be further researched. And that goes for livestock, animals, and humans. So the herbicide-tolerant plants contain chemical residues of the toxic and probably carcinogenic herbicide ingredient glyphosate. The manufacturers, as I said, published their own flawed studies saying it's safe and tested. <clears throat> but just because the levels are below the regulatory limit doesn't mean they're safe in consumption. Glyphosate's not the only issue with Roundup. There were some scientists who studied the long-term effects on animals and found that the glyphosate herbicide is far more toxic than glyphosate alone. And this was based on 30 years of research and published in the Journal of Biological Physics and Chemistry. But the research done by the manufacturers separates the toxins and tests them individually so they can say that they're safe and meet the FBA. FDA and EPA regulations. Basically what they're doing is just paying off the regulatory agencies to raise the acceptable limits for human consumption, which adds to the health detriment of the people. <clears throat> so the Federation of German Scientists recently honored Professor Eric Giles Serolini by recognizing that his profound and intense research demonstrating the toxic effects of the Roundup herbicide on rats when administered at a low environmentally relevant dose over a long-term period of time was crazy. And after it was published, there were so many character attacks coming from the biotech hookers who invested in the chemical agriculture as well as cancer's multi-billion-dollar sick care industry. They even tried to extract the paper, but it was still published in the peer-reviewed journals. And even the U.K. Science Media Center tried to attack Seralini in its top-notch research, and they led this smear campaign that retracted the first publishing of his findings. But Seralini and his team fought back and they countered the scientific arguments that were raised against the research, and the paper was republished in peer-reviewed journals. So Seralini's long-term toxicity study is iconic. It's precedent-setting, and it's highly informative for the humans on the planet Earth who choose 
not to consume known carcinogens. So they're choosing, they want to prevent cancer. They want to prevent diabetes. They want to prevent heart disease. They want to prevent dementia. They want to prevent Alzheimer's. <clears throat> they want to prevent all kinds of stuff. But they don't want that. They want to sell a product. They don't care if you're healthy. You got money, that's the important thing. You don't have money, the hell would you die? Who cares? Why would they care? It's all about money. You know, in my book, A Sane Diet for an Insane World, I kind of bring it to the level of the street. And I talk about pimps, hookers, and tricks. <clears throat> well, from hearing me talk on the air, you know that the pimps or the biotech industry, the large food companies, and the pharmaceutical industry. That's given. Well, then who are the hookers? Well, the hookers are obviously the mainstream media because they make money off the advertising. The medical doctors, because their curriculum in medical school is funded and paid for by the, by, by the pharmaceutical industry. And <clears throat> um, uh, the government agencies, because most of the people working in the government agencies are former biotech employees. And if you ever want to know who the tricks are, next time you walk past the mirror, take a look. So my book, A Sane Diet for an Insane World, explains very clearly why you have to be very careful about what you eat. Remember the Vietnam War? when the Vietnamese were very clever <clears throat> and they were hiding in the jungles and the U.S. soldiers really had a hard time um, finding them. So what they did was they enlisted the aid of Monsanto and other biotech industries who created Agent Orange. <clears throat> when they sprayed the Agent Orange, in the jungles, it killed everything that grew. And they could see where the Viet Cong was hiding. Well, the active ingredient in Agent Orange 2,4-D is being used to spray the cornfields in the United States with the assertion from the FDA and the EPA and the Department of Agriculture, that it's totally safe. Well, you saw what, what 2,4-D did in Viet, Vietnam. Do you really want that to happen inside your body? Seriously. I mean, I, I, I'm not making this stuff up. You know, going on the radio caused me to do a lot of stuff. <clears throat> caused me to do a lot of research. Let, let, me, let me give you one last thing, okay? Recently, Shithead, otherwise known as President Obama, 
nominated a guy named Robert Callow as the new head of the FDA, and the guy has just been approved by the U.S. Senate. Now, Caliph has strong ties to the pharmaceutical industry. And there's a lot of people that have voiced opposition to the nomination. And in the final vote, only four senators opposed the guy's appointment. <clears throat> so Caliph, who until recently held the post of Chancellor of Clinical and Translational Research at Duke University, worked closely with the pharmaceutical industry and has received kickbacks from 23 different drug companies, including Merck, Johnson & Johnson, Lilly, and Glasgow SmithKline. He also served as a high-level pharma officer in Medscape, the medical website, which disclosed that Caliph served as a director, officer, partner, employee, advisor, and consultant or trustee for Genentech, which is Portola Pharmaceuticals, where Caliph served on the board of directors until leaving for the FDA. <clears throat> the guy has financial links to Jambro, Regeneron, Gilead, AstraZeneca, Roche, and other companies, and equity position in four medical companies. And Gilead is the maker of the thousand-dollar-a-pill hepatitis C drug alternate. I mean, this obviously this sounds like real. FDA material, doesn't it? And, and guess who put him there? Yeah, the president. The same guy, the same guy who went, he, before he even took office, said, if I'm elected, I will label GMOs. <clears throat> you see what I'm trying to say? There is nobody you can trust except yourself. You have to remember that. You you can't you can't believe what the government says. You can't believe what the mainstream media says. It's all about money. Ain't nothing else. It's just about money. And the only thing, if you got some kind of an illness, the only thing that's going to help you is organic sulfur crystals. You want to read about it? You want to read about it in depth? You go to healthtalkhawaii.com. You click on products, and there'll be the article on organic sulfur. You can read about it. It fixes basically everything. And the only reason that it has to be sold the way we're selling it is because when the Rockefellers switched to the petrochemical fertilizers under the guise of telling the farmers that they wouldn't have to shovel manure 
so much and they could plant more crops, it was really about the fact that they wanted to kill the sulfur in the soil so people would get sick and the pharmaceutical industry would get richer. You have to understand this. There is no other reason. And when the petrochemicals were introduced, it killed the essential mineral that you can never get. Oh, you can. If you eat 10 cloves of garlic a day, you get the equivalent of two teaspoonfuls. You tell me you're gonna eat 10 cloves of garlic a day? No one's gonna come near you in a 10-foot bowl because your breath will just blow everyone away. Anyway, I'm just pointing it out to you guys. I'm just giving you a little bit of reality. George Harrison is finishing up his thing. I only got about a minute left. So why do we let him do his thing? And uh, I'll try to do a show next week that exposes some crazy stuff. Until then, I wish you well and aloha. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. 
You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now.
people think worry about what they say. Good afternoon, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Tuesday, March 15th, 2016. And let's see, it's about seven minutes after noon Pacific time. If that's when it is where you're at, we are, in fact, live. 800-932-1980 is the call-in number. 800-932-1980 gets you on the air. You can also participate by going to the chat room located at our website. I see a couple people in there uh, now chatting away. You could be one of them. Anyhow, uh, there you go. And you can also contact me directly through Yahoo Instant Messenger. AVRN Talk is my screen name. All right, let's see. It is Tuesday, and that means we got Al from Colorado here. Welcome, Al. Yes, it looks like the dirty tricks have started again with the Donald. Left his name off the ballot in Florida, in certain places. Yeah, I just was. Uh, I just read that. Excuse me. Yeah, isn't that interesting? You well, think they're trying to get rid of him, Frank. You think? Well, is it is it a surprise to you? Uh, yeah, imagine our surprise. Well, really, Al. I, I, you know, I just saw that headline uh, that there's a bunch of complaints about it, and uh, you know, one thing about Trump, though, different than a lot of the other candidates from the past, is the fact that you know what the people that support Trump seem to be the kind of people that if they go down to the place and they don't see his name on the ballot, they're going to say something and say, look, I need a ballot with this guy's name on it. No kidding. They're not just going to go, oh, I don't see his name, so I guess I'll vote for somebody else. No, I don't think they're that stupid. No. Well, his no. supporters seem pretty, uh, you know, supportive. Yeah, we're going to find out, aren't we? Rubio is going goodbye today because I don't think he's going to win uh, uh, Florida. But uh, Kasich, uh, it's a possibility. Kasich has turned into a real rhino here, Kasich. Well, the guy, he uh, what, complete wants, open uh, borders. Wants to uh, let the immigrants in, wants to do this, wants to do that. He's no better. I'll just put it this way. I'd like to see the Donald take Ohio and Florida and kill and kill the rest of them, as they say. Well, if he takes Ohio and Florida, the race is pretty much over. They got to concede uh, 
because Kasich will have to drop out, losing his own yeah. state as the sitting governor. And Rubio, if he loses Florida, it's over he for has him, to Joe. drop out too. Because I mean, if you can't carry your own state, you you and plus Kasich has not won one state. Okay, nothing at all. Well. Well, I saw, what did they say, uh, Wyoming on Saturday? The Donald came in third, and if you believe that, I've got a bridge in Brooklyn for you. Well, is Wyoming a caucus state? I think it was a caucus. It could be. I think you're right. Let I me think. tell you, these caucus, these caucuses, I don't, I don't care what they decide. These caucuses are a bunch of drunks get together and Why don't smoke they just cigars get rid of the talk caucuses about it. And it? You know, they're, 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 the caucuses... What, they, It's you know what caucuses are. It's a way to just do backroom party politics without really letting the people involved. It's uh, you know maybe they. I don't know. I don't like caucuses. Well, I I think they should get rid of the caucuses and have nothing but primaries. Then, if I understand you correctly, yeah, that's what I think. I mean, because I get rid of the caucus because they're really a waste of time, is what you're telling me. Some of these, well, it's not a waste of time if you're a political insider. Well, of course. Well, yeah, but it's if you're the one that's running, if you're the one that's running for office, then it's a <laughs> that's a little different story, then, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, you know the thing is, I've read some of the rules, like the uh, the Iowa caucus and then the Nevada caucus. You know, these rules they got are like, are you kidding oh, me? Garbage. Well, you were saying last week they're going to change it. Now you have to have eight states instead of five states, or whatever. No, they already it was. did that. They did that to Ron Paul. Uh-huh. That was uh, last cycle when Ron Paul ran. Oh, you mean in 12, you mean, yeah. Yeah, they had, uh, they, the, the rule was five states. But when he got five states, they just changed it to eight. Yeah, tell me that in the, in the garbage, total garbage, Frank. The whole political process from stem to stern. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just... Uh, uh-huh. But, you know, what What do you say? What do you say, Al? I mean, really, what can you say? Well, I, the one thing I do say is that Hitler and Soros were behind the riots in Chicago over oh, the yeah. weekend. I'm, George Soros I mean, should was be rent, arrested. It was rent-a-mob time again there in Chicago. So George Soros should be arrested for that. Uh, so should Hitler. Well, Hitler needs to be in jail for, we know, everything. Uh, Benghazi, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Servergate, all hey, the garbage. Hey, guess what? Issues. I'm willing to give Hillary a pass on her campaign violations, all right? But uh, she has to go to jail. But not for, on the server and no, not on murder, Benghazi. treason and all that stuff. She has to go to prison for that. But George Soros right. ought to go to jail for that. Oh, he is uh, he's a piece of garbage. Now, Al, what if you, what if, Al, what if you decided to go out and and go down to South Chicago, and hire a bunch of thugs, pay mm-hmm. them, and yeah. go disrupt, uh, oh, I don't know, say Hillary's uh, thing. Oh, yeah. I bet you they'd be screaming uh, a bloody murder, wouldn't they? Well, yeah, and you'd be in jail, Al. Yeah. Once, once it was discovered that you paid these people to do this, you would go yeah. to jail, Al. Well, I think Hillary needs to go to jail because she's part of this thing with Chicago the other day, Frank. Well, she and, and Soros are both in bed together, the two prostitutes. Well, she benefited from it, but but the whole thing is, look, Hillary, this is nothing compared to what she's done. 
Okay. Oh, oh the, 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 <laughs> you know, the small I mean, potatoes. Well, yeah, compared to all the other garbage she's pulled, that's very small potatoes. You know, yes. and, if, and if that, you know, if Loretta Lynch mob can't get it together enough to arrest, indict this woman for the things she's already done, uh, then we need another justice. Well, department. Loretta Lynch mob needs to be arrested by the military for not doing her job. Is what Loretta Lynch mob needs. Yeah, that would do. Because, I wonder where you know. Barry got the money for his uh, two daughters' dresses, $20,000 dresses. Did you see that one? Yeah, he got it from you, Al. Didn't get it from me, Frank. I guarantee <laughs> he didn't get it from me. <laughs> you know, the thing is, though, uh, Loretta Lynch, see, this is, we had somebody on the air uh, last Monday who knows quite a bit about the uh, her nomination. She tried... To, I mean, she went to Washington. This woman got arrested for uh, disrupting Congress because she was trying to testify at the con- confirmation hearings about Loretta Lynch Mob's corruption in New York in the Second Circuit, where she came from. And well, which w- woman is this now? You've lost me. You see, Loretta, uh, this woman got arrested? Who is this woman who got arrested? I We're just not told you we had a woman. I don't remember her name. I could look. Uh, Sassauer. I think her last name is Sassauer. And, uh, okay, I didn't even hear about this at all, what well, you're talking about. That's because you don't listen to ABR except you when you're on, you know. But we had her on last Monday night and okay. uh, as a guest on, on my show. Oh, okay. Okay. And she described this whole thing. And she got arrested down in Washington, D.C. for disrupting Congress because she wrote letters to guess who? Ted Cruz was one of them. He's on the Judiciary Committee. Mm. Okay. And, and none of them would accept her as a witness. And the thing is, to give testimony. And then they get up there during her confirmation and say, oh, gee, you know, we don't have anybody here to speak against your nomination. Oh, you must be wonderful. Well, that's because they wouldn't let her. And they well, arrested because the her. woman got arrested. Okay, okay. You know, and Otherwise, they would have, somebody would have spoken against Loretta Lynch Mob. Well, the thing the about Loretta the... Lynch Mob is that she has a history of not uh-huh. prosecuting certain people for certain crimes. Uh-huh. And she, well, I think know, Barry is complicit, too, and Barry has ordered her not to prosecute Hitler because he'll get, uh, his uh, rear end will get dragged into it, too, if Hitler gets prosecuted. Yeah, and I don't see Congress pushing real hard, either, because no, they I don't know see they're either. all I think Hitler has gotten a free pass once again, Frank, is what well, it looks it's like. Well, because, uh, you know, they're all dirty criminal bastards in, in Washington, D.C. Oh, that's now. even being too nice to them. Well, I know, yes, but we're on radio. Yes, we have to watch our language. <laughs> so, I know. You know, the thing is, so, uh, you know, they don't want this coming out either because she'll throw them way under the bus. Well, I guarantee if Hitler goes down, she will take Barry with her, and who knows who else she'll take with Probably her besides Barry. Three quarters of the Senate, three quarters of the House, they're all criminals, Al. Well, that's why she doesn't worry about anything, because she's got so much dirt on all of them, just like she did the last time when uh, when Hillary was uh, still uh, running the show back then. I hate to say it, but I I believe that's true. Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, we'll see what happens tonight when the final votes are counted. I'll be surprised if the Donald loses Florida. I'm not. I think they're they're going to pull some shenanigans in Ohio because they want Kasich in there. Well, the thing is, I think they're going to pull shenanigans in Ohio. I could be wrong. They could very well, but you know what, Al? I mean, I'm not going to be really, really shocked. 
If the gov- I won't either. I mean, come on now. If the governor of Ohio wins Ohio, that what? Where's the shock there, Al? I mean, these people elected this man as their governor. Mm-hmm. You know, so they gotta like him. At yeah. Least well, what all. kind of a job has he done? Maybe if he hasn't done a real good job, maybe they'll say, "Hey, this guy isn't. A, this guy did a terrible job as governor. Why should we elect? Why should we give him votes for president? Who knows?" Well, if he, I mean, he stood up there and probably lied half the things he said about how Ohio was good and Ohio was right. this, and Ohio has lost a lot of jobs, Frank. Well, and the thing is, Al, you see, this is the whole thing, is that if he wins the state, it's you know what? I expect a sitting governor to carry their own state. I really do, Al. I mean, uh-huh. well, stranger because, things have happened, though, too, Frank. Because, Al, if you are a sitting governor and you don't carry your state, there's something really wrong with you. The people of your own state don't even like you. Don't be surprised if Donald takes Ohio, Frank, is all I'm saying. I'm pretty sure be... he's going to take Florida, though, because... Oh, I think he'll definitely take Florida. Rubio should have dropped out a couple of weeks ago because we already knew he was he's not going to win Florida. Well, if he does win Florida, somebody better start asking a lot of questions. Well, yeah, uh, again, you know, I mean, look, a month ago, I just said, hey, you know, come on now. You got you to gotta figure that the senator from Florida will carry Florida, right? Yeah, you would think, you would have thought that, you would have thunk that, yeah. I would have, a month ago, I would have thought that, just like I'm uh-huh. thinking, hey, you know, it's not going to be, I am not going to call fraud or monkeying or anything like that if Kasich wins Ohio, because, I mean, I expect him to win Ohio, right? Okay. Well, but if yeah, he loses, <laughs> if he loses, well, it's then, all over, kid. But the shouting and the Donald's going to uh, the Donald is going to Cleveland. Well, not only that, and that's Al. where the convention. Surprisingly enough, the convention is in Cleveland. The Republican convention right. is in Cleveland. Imagine our surprise. Well, the thing is, too, Al. Though, I mean, if Kasich does not win Ohio, he not yeah. only has to drop out of the race. Man, his governorship has to be damaged if that happens. Well, I'll tell you this, Frank. If Kasich wins Ohio, okay, and Donald gets to the convention and Kasich gets the nomination, somebody better start asking some questions, Frank. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, look, they're going to... If it's Kasich and the Donald in, in the convention in Ohio in July, and Kasich, we, okay, yeah, let him win the primary. We don't care about the primary, Frank. It's the convention that counts, right? Well, that's true. But, I mean, I'm just... I don't know. I, I think... I don't know what to tell you either, Frank. If it's this just, guy... Look, if this guy is in danger... Of losing either one of them, man. I think, especially Rubio, although he's young and maybe he can. Rubio get, ain't going anywhere. You know, Rubio like, really should have dropped out before Florida. He should have dropped out when New Jersey Fats and uh, Fiorina dropped out, is what. Because he you know what? Out. He's going to look really ineffective if he doesn't carry Florida. And it doesn't oh, look he's like not he's going to. Let's put it this way. If Rubio beats Trump in Florida, somebody better ask some questions there, too, Frank. From what I've been reading, he is uh, Donald's way ahead of him. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. It does look like he is ahead. It looks like, uh, you know, Trump is... Well, anything, appearances can be deceiving, too, can't they, Frank? Well, and things can be changed. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know what? Rubio could be like Hitlery and have help from the Diebold people, too, for all we know. You don't know what's going on there, Frank, do you? No, I have no idea. But then again, you know, hey, Donald's a billionaire, and I'm sure he's got his own people, uh, you know. He's not stupid. Okay. No, he's not. No, he's not. Donald no, he's Trump not. is a lot of things. Stupid ain't one of them. No, no, you don't get to make that kind of money being stupid. Stupid me people don't make that kind of money. And you know his business dealings have not always been nice. I no, mean, he's uh, he's had some setbacks with what four bankruptcies. Of, you know, one of thing about Trump that I, I I like to point out, and it's not just his bankruptcies. It's it's how he ran his casinos were pretty shabby. Uh, he always made money personally, but investors lost money, and he didn't. You know, but the thing is, you see, that's Donald Trump. Donald Trump will always do what's best for Donald Trump, and. Yeah. The thing is, not what's good for the investors is what you're telling me. It's kind of like when you go, okay, so you, you let's see, you got a legal beef and you're looking for a lawyer, and you go, oh boy, you know, here's this guy over here, boy, what a dirtbag! He is just a nasty, foul mouth dirtbag lawyer, and but you know what, he always wins. Now you might not want to have that lawyer over for dinner or anything. But yeah, want, but if he can beat the Donald, you want him. You want the nastiest lawyer you can find when you need a lawyer. And the whole thing is, look, we're we're going for president of the United States, right? That's right. And they say, well, you know, Donald Trump's all about Donald Trump. Well, that's good, because you know what? I want a guy who's going to be in charge to be all in about winning. Absolutely. He keeps saying well, that the only thing there is is winning. He says there is no other thing than, than him and Vince Lombardi. Well, I like having a leader like that. I don't like these leaders Absolutely. that want to sit there I don't want a wishy-washy like Obama O-G-L. that doesn't know what O-G-L. to do. I'm the President of the United States. Let's see what we can do to help China and India and uh, Japan and all the... All the Pacific Rim nations, let's be one all one yeah, happy this world. Yeah, TPP garbage. Oh, yeah, and Kasich is also for the TPP, amongst other things, besides being for the immigration. Yeah, well, now, that's the whole thing is that, look, I want a guy who's going to be a pit bull in the White House. Absolutely. You want a Teddy Roosevelt is that, what you're trying to that say. That doesn't mean that I, I, I want a barbecue with Donald Trump, or that we'd even ever be friends. I might not like the guy at all. You want a guy who can run the country with both arms tied behind his back. Look, I don't have to like. The thing is, I don't have to like the president for him to be a good president. I want him to get things done, and I want him to do what he said he's going to do. That's what I want. That's what I expect. You say, I'm going to do this. We're going to build the wall. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to get it. Oh, oh, and I, hey, I've heard this before. We're going to get rid of the Department of Education. Okay, yeah, good. I want to see that. I want to see all of it. I want to see him make the Mexicans pay for the wall, too. I still want to see that one, too. That's going to be a fun one, too. Well, I don't care who pays for the wall. I think what's going to happen, Frank. I'll tell you what I think. You know what? I, I could give Donald Trump a pass on the fact if he starts building this big wall. Yeah. And says, well, you know, I know I promised everybody the Mexicans were going to pay for it, but they're not going to, so we're going to build it anyway. And, uh, 
you know what? I could give him a pass on that. Okay, so what? You know, as long as you're building the wall. But if he comes by and says, well, Mexico won't pay for it, so we can't build a wall, I don't want to hear that. Uh-huh. You know no. what I'm saying here? He's not going to do that. I don't think he's going to do that. I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. They're, they would be stupid to kill the Donald off. The smart thing for them to do is to steal it from him at the convention and give it to Kasich or somebody else. That's what the that's the smart well, I, way. And to I do think it. that's their plan. I think that's what they're going to do. I don't think his life is, is is in as much danger when they can control the convention and they can make the outcome do it, uh, play it their way. You know what I'm saying? I don't. The, the worst thing they could do would be to kill him. Be the absolute worst thing to do. Well, for them. depending on what they want, Al. I mean, if they want to send the whole country into, uh, you know, a turmoil. Well, I'll and, tell you what. I'll yeah. tell you what, too, Frank. I think because Cleveland has ordered fifty million bucks worth of riot gear. I think what's going to happen is they're going to give it to Kasich, and then the rioting is going to start. See, you're pretty sure they're giving it to Kasich. I don't understand how they can give anything to Kasich. He's got well, like, no Frank, The people Allie, in the back room three. are going to run the show, Frank, yeah, but, with this yeah, broker garbage. You still, no, but you still have to have delegates. See, this is the thing we got to understand about. Well, wait a minute. Didn't you tell me that Hillary got less votes than Bernie and she got more delegates? Remember well, yeah, that because one? Because in the Democratic Party, see, that's the other thing to understand. See, the delegates in the Democratic Party, they've got like two times as many delegates as the Republican Party does, right? Uh-huh. It's just the way they set it up, right? I mean, it's all just party politics. They said, okay, oh, we, we got 4,200-and-something delegates, right? And the Republicans okay. are like, okay, we've got 2,000-whatever delegates. Why, right? aren't they, why don't they get to have the same number of delegates as the Republicans? Because what kind of garbage each, is that? Because each party gets to do it the way they want to do it. Oh, what a what a See, scam this ain't that about is. the American people until oh. the general election, Al. This is about the parties. The parties are going to pick who they want, and they do it whatever way they want. That's why they can have okay. caucuses I hear what or primaries. No, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. The thing is, see, in a con- what they're calling a contested, you know, uh, convention or a floor fight or whatever. Yeah. You know. Well, in order, so, okay, convention. first Brokered off, convention. first off, in order to have a contested convention, yeah, the top guy needs to be, the delegate count needs to be under 1,200 and whatever it is, 36, or whatever the number, whatever. the magic okay. number okay. is, right? Okay, yeah, whatever the number is. If he okay. gets that or above, then there's, there is no contested thing. You win, that's okay. it. Okay. But, but if, if you don't have that... That means you don't have over 50% of the delegates, and now it can be contested. However, let's say let's say he's one delegate short of 50%, mm-hmm. right? So okay. they go, okay, we're having a contested thing, right? Okay. But the next closest guy's only got 500 delegates. Okay. He's not going to win. They can't just give the nomination to them because the thing is, the delegates is what matters. Okay? Can the superdelegates change their vote if they want to is the well, question here? some can, some can't. Okay. Not everybody can, but some of them can. And the thing is, the Republican Party has less superdelegates. And you see, this is why the Democratic Party has 4,000, because they've got a couple of thousand are superdelegates. 
which Hillary Clinton just went out and bought, okay? Okay. And, okay. and that's why when she goes into a state and Bernie Sanders wins by 20%, she still walks away with two or three more delegates than him because they're super delegates. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So the, as they say, the fix is in, boys and girls. Okay, I got you. Well, you know, it's the way they do things in the Democratic yeah. Party. <laughs> well, the Democratic Party is going to have to wait, folks, because it's break time. All right, so... Let's let's dedicate this song to Hillary Clinton, and we can all hope. We'll be back in a minute. Yeah, we can all
unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to Wichita Homeless. internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right, we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is still Tuesday, March 15, 2016, about 1240, 800-932-1980 is the call-in number. You can also participate by going to the chat room, which is located at theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. We've got both uh, sites now uh the mobile responsive site, and I'm working on, uh, because it's not as, uh, I kind of had to re, re-put everything on there for the, uh, what I'm going to call the legacy site, which is the old site, uh, for those of you that like that better, you'll be able to go there uh, here pretty soon. Anywho, uh, let's... Uh, Let's uh, bring Al back on. Welcome back, Al. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we're stuck with Hitler, or we're st- at least we don't have another Bush going to be in the White House, Frank. That's the one nice thing. Yeah, that is. I mean, that that that's something, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought for sure it was going to be either a Hitler or Bush, but uh, well, I honestly, be, when this whole thing started, I figured it was going to be. Uh, you know, Bush versus Clinton. I really did. That's what I oh, figured I they had in mind. Oh, I thought it was, too. I thought we were going to have Hitler against Jeb. That's who I thought we were going to have a choice, and uh, now it's changed quite drastically, has it? Not? Yeah, a lot uh, drastically. I just wish, you know, I wish somebody in the Democratic Party would have actually got and, uh, you know, uh, done something. I mean, come on, Bernie is not a real candidate. Bernie isn't. Bernie hasn't got a snowball's chance in Hades of beating uh, Hitler. We everybody knows that too, and I think he. And he never did. Out. I mean, he never did. He all he is is basically a cheerleader for the Democratic Party. Get out, and vote, get excited. We've got a real race going on in here. Come on over here, watch this exciting thing. Get involved. Come on, yeah, come on. Watch the dog and pony show. That's really what he's about because there is nothing else, man. I mean, he isn't going to beat Hillary Clinton. Are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> you think the Republican <laughs> Party? I'll tell you what, Frank, don't be surprised if you have to take your words back after the convention, though, Frank. Don't be surprised. What, you Because I'll tell you right now, Donald can beat Bernie easily. I think he's going to have a bigger problem with Hitler, though, really. Well, I'm not so sure, because, look, Hillary Clinton, okay, for one, I am not a billionaire. I do not have the resources that Donald Neither Trump do I. Most, none of your AVR listeners have his resources either. Yet, I yes. know about 40 years of crimes of Hillary Clinton. Don't well, we you, all do. Well, if we all do, don't you think Donald Trump does too? Well, let's see him start bashing Hillary now. He needs to well, bash still, her hey, left and still, right. Hey, you know what? The guy needs to get by Ted Cruz. He needs to get by. He needs to get rid of these guys in the Republican Party before he can start dealing with Hillary Clinton. Well, I think he's going to get rid of Rubio today, and he's only going to have to worry about Cruz after today. I think is what the what the what the deal is. At least we let's put it this way. I'll be very surprised if if uh, Rubio wins Florida, because you know at that point in time, it's a total fraud at that time, Frank. Okay. 
Do you agree or disagree? Well, yeah. At, at this point, I at, at this at this point, I I think Rubio has lost Florida. I believe so too. You know, and uh, yeah, I will be kind of surprised now. But I'll tell you what, again, you know, hey, even two weeks ago, Al, I would have figured, well, yeah, Rubio's going to win Florida. Kasich is going to win Ohio. You know, it's their states. But now, Rubio appears to have lost Florida, and Kasich may lose Ohio. I hope so. Because then, Frank, we don't have to worry. And now the Donald can start bashing the living you-know-what out of Hitlery. I mean, constantly. Well, and yeah. that's what he needs to do. I don't care if Rubio... Let's, let's say that Rubio drops out and Kasich, Kasich wins uh, Ohio. It doesn't matter. He can still... Why does he have to wait to get rid of uh, Kasich before he starts bashing Hitlery? He should bash everybody. Well, everybody. the problem is, see, he can do math. All right, and the thing is, he needs to get rid of these people because you know Ted Cruz keeps talking about, oh, we want this to be a two-man race, so I can. Uh, well, I think so does Donald Trump, because the thing is, see, when you've got four guys running, it doesn't matter if you win every state, because the thing is, they get some votes too, which means they get some delegates from you. You don't get all the delegates, Al. You you know you just uh, they get some. So they're okay. siphoning delegates away from you. So if you can get it down to a two man race, hey, either you're getting the delegates or I'm getting the delegates. It's okay. A or B, and that's the end of it. That's not right. C we're not we're not okay. splitting it up. We're not. There doing is it. no C and D anymore. They're gone. Right, and and so. Okay. Trump, I think, is going to like that better. Cruz says he wants that better. And, uh, okay, fine, so let's do that. But that's the only reason I believe Rubio well, didn't guess get what? out. Okay, let's say he gets rid of, uh, okay, he gets rid of Rubio, and let's say he gets rid of Kasich. So that leaves just him and, and uh, Cruz, right? Right. Now, wait a minute. Let's look at this scenario. So it, it looks like Rubio is going to lose Florida. And Florida, by the way, is a winner-take-all state, meaning – well, that means he gets it all, then. The That's right. I don't care if you win by one vote. You get all the delegates. Fine. What about Ohio? Is I'm, Ohio not sure. get it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think it might okay. be a winner-take-all, but I don't know. Now, the thing is, We're gonna fight. Mm-hmm. let's say Rubio loses Florida and drops out of the race, right? Okay. Let's okay. Say, but let's say Kasich actually wins Ohio. So he's still in there, then. So it's him Why and, would and he Donald? still be in there, Al? I mean, he won one state, his own state? Oh, he's not going to quit, Frank. You know he's not going to quit because he wants it. See, Kasich has no delegates. I mean, this is why Kasich, see, if even if he wins Ohio and doesn't drop out, he's just a fraud there to siphon okay, votes. So basically, he hasn't got enough to blow his nose is what you're saying. Even if he takes all, let's say he takes all the delegates in Ohio, it's still not enough to, uh, no. he hasn't got enough, uh, Donald still has more delegates. Like, uh, like, like. Eight times more. Well, then, then, it, then it's a moot point, then, isn't it? So well, we don't really care if Kasich it would seem to be, not. but uh, it would seem to be. But you know, the guy's going to come out and go, "Okay, now we got momentum. I've won a state. Boy, oh boy, it's a big state. Yahoo for me, yeah, and all yeah, this and that yeah, and the other yeah, thing." But yeah, yeah. you know what? It's it's your home state, right? You're the governor of the state for crying out loud, and yeah. it's the only state you've won. 
<laughs> You've lost every other state. So, you know, and you haven't even come in second or third. You've been fourth in most of the states. Now, he has come in second in a couple, third in a couple, but mostly fourth. Fourth place. It's, okay. it's mostly Trump, Cruz, Rubio, Kasich. That's how it goes. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm and that's how the delegate count is, too. Okay, well, then he's way off in the delegates, then, and he's wasting his time is what we're basically See, saying here. everybody's okay. looking at Rubio going, well, if he loses Florida, he's out, which he is, right? But he's third place. Kasich is fourth place. What does it matter what he wins? Well, that, that'll bump him up to third place then, won't it, then? <laughs> Only because, <there's, laughs> Only because Rubio lost. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, I, what a scare. Well, the, the thing, thing is, is, Kasich is a fraud for running. I mean, he's just running in there to try to disrupt uh, the Trump's fact campaign. that he's for this thing with the immigrants, and he wants to let them in, and he wants to did the ones who haven't committed a crime and this and that, and let them pay taxes and let them pay a let them pay a, a fee or a fine or whatever. That's a bunch of garbage. And you know what? Okay, look, here's Kasich. He's for the TPP. Which yeah, means he's for NAFTA. He's for the World Trade he's Organization. He's for all that garbage, he's and for he's for garbage. illegal aliens. What is Absolutely. all that? What is all that? Who does all that help out? Who, who would vote for a man like that? Who in their right mind would vote for a man like that? A multinational corporation would. Well, yeah, but they don't get the vote, though, Frank. Don't they? Well, they vote with their dollars. Is how yeah, they, they vote, sure do. They? And, the, and, and or as you say, Frank, they buy they buy the votes. Is that's like right. You you and I'm sorry to like say, Hitlery. sorry to say that there's a huge uh, percentage of people. Maybe forty percent of the American people are are really really stupid and uninformed. Yeah. And what they, else is new? And, and when they I think see, it's higher than that even. And when they see, well, I'm talking the really really retarded Al that, that when they see an ad. They respond to it and go, oh, I, uh, I, uh, you know, whatever that guy said on that 15-second ad, that's what I believe. You know, for no reason other than I thought on TV. They can't even think for themselves is what you're telling me. They just go with the flow. They uh, they blow with the wind. That's right. And what their friends think and what everybody else thinks. They don't have a mind of their own. And there's too many American people like that. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying they're the majority of people. I'm just saying there's too many of them, man. Well, you know what? Hitler shouldn't have been able to buy anybody's vote. Nobody should be able to buy delegates like you said, Frank. She bought her votes for uh, Hitler. Why is she being al- Why should anybody be allowed to quote buy votes? That's called fraud, Frank. Ah, uh, but that's what de- that's what super delegates are all about. And they wouldn't say, "Oh, she bought our vote." No, no. She convinced us. Yeah, she convinced us with that toilet paper from. <laughs> well, that's, uh, you know, uh, 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 now, Al, you're just paper. jumping to conclusions, you know. Oh, I'm jumping to conclusions now, Frank. Is that yep. what it is? That's okay. got to be it, because, you know, Hillary's <laughs> oh, just very persuasive. Hey. Hillary wouldn't do anything <laughs> under him. Maybe she, Hillary didn't go in and buy him. She might have blackmailed everybody. Yeah, she could have done that, too. You know, because these are all party insiders that are fellow criminals. Yeah, well, they're all crooks. So what else is new? Well, so hey, maybe she didn't. Maybe she saved some money and didn't even have to buy them. Just go in there and say, "Listen, you want to go to jail? Who here wants to go to jail? Okay, so you're the people that want to vote for Bernie. You don't want to go to jail. You, you, you. Then you don't vote for Bernie. It's that simple. You You stick with me because you you know what? You vote for me and you stay out of jail. Is that how it works, Frank? What's going to happen if if 
Trump gets to be president. Forget about, uh, you know, all oh, campaign Trump gets stuff. to be president, I'm going to tell you right now, Hitler will go to jail, Barry will go to jail, a no. bunch of them will go to jail, because he will prosecute. Well, and that's the whole thing. See, this and is... And that's why, you know, that's they're why not, I don't think that Donald's going to get it. That's, see, why, they I, don't, that's why they, I think... They don't want to talk about this. See, what they want to talk about is, oh my gosh, uh, you know, Trump's a Hitler, uh, Trump's a bigot, uh, Trump's a racist. Uh, he hates a, women. He said all these He hates women, things. and he hates everybody, and uh, that's why everybody loves him. And, uh, well, anyway, he's a dangerous, horrible, terrible, bad businessman. But what they don't want to talk about is, and if he gets to be president, you're all uh, going to prison. That's exactly right, including Loretta Lynch mob and what's his name, the guy before her, you know, Holder, all yep. of them. You know, so the thing is, you know, these people have, okay, a lot of Americans running around afraid. They don't know enough to even be afraid, but yet they are because they heard something on TV. Thing is. Uh, so they believed what they saw on the TV. They said the sky was falling, so they were looking for the shelters because the sky right. was falling. Exactly. Right? They were told the sky was falling. Let's go get the shelter so we don't get hit. By but the on the other hand, <laughs> Hillary Clinton actually has something to be afraid of. Oh, yes, she does. Absolutely. <laughs> she doesn't well, want to see Donald Trump as president. Let's put it this think. way, Frank. The best of all possible worlds from what we've been discussing is Rubio goes goodbye, Kasich goes goodbye, and Ted Cruz missile goes goodbye, and it's just Donald. Now Donald can turn his full attention to bashing Hitlery left well, and, and right. The, yeah, I'd like to see that. You know, and the bottom line about Ted Cruz is he is such a dishonest, individual it's not even funny i mean he is such a political insider oh, he started the garbage with the religious crap too did you see that with the religious garbage he started with or something like yep. that he's anointed he spoke to christ he did this he's uh yeah now let's see here political operatives from each end of the political spectrum had a conversation where they basically agreed about everything at twitter's temporary south by southwest headquarters on sunday night downtown austin the topic how data can better activate voters the remarks from the campaign for senator ted cruz stood out both for their urgency and for the solution they described for the unusual political problem of donald trump's media dominance the panel's moderator CNN's Ashley uh, uh asked Mr. Cruz led digital strategist, leads digital strategist, Chris Wilson, how his campaign cope with the fact that Mr. Trump so completely dominates in earned media? Uh, that's a term political types use for free media stories when they make news rather than paying for the attention with ads. Uh, she wasn't only one one wondering. Other panelists uh, wondered the same thing here. And uh, listen, we are spending more. This is what Cruz's guy says. We are spending more than any GOP campaign on digital targeting. Uh, the Washington Post went into detail about how that targeting works in December. In short, the Cruz campaign is crafting much more specific digital messages to individual voters, gun rights are promoted as a self, def uh, self as a defense against crime to voters profiled as fearful. Supporters profiled as extroverts are the first to get asked to take on leadership roles. So 
Ted Cruz is actually taking the data and targeting you with specific ads that his psycho uh, analysts have decided will make you respond to his campaign in a positive way. Hmm. Do you like being manipulated by a bunch of eggheads like this? Well, first of all, those of us who can think and don't care about these people with their digital crapola, okay? We don't care what kind of digital thing they do because we know we're not going to be voting for Ted Cruz missile. Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, I He's going to target the ones who can't, like you said, the ones who can't think for themselves, and if they see the ad, oh, yes, yes, that's what we want to do, just like you said a few minutes ago. The Joe and Jane Dumbbells of America. Yeah, and there's too many of them, and the public schools just keep pumping more and more out every second. Aren't you glad you got out of the public school system before you got brainwashed, Frank? Aren't you glad? Well, I don't know, Al. I think I was brainwashed when I was there to a certain extent anyway. I mean, gosh, I believed a lot of the things everybody else believed when I was in high school. Boy, uh, you should have seen me, Al. Oh, I hated those darn Soviet commies over there. They were, oh, the evil empire, don't you know? I bought into that whole Cold War, we're the good guys thing. Oh, some of us bought into it and some of us didn't. There were people who were political, and I didn't want anything to do with politics or politicians. I hated all of it. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. Now, here, uh, what are you gonna- top liberal leaders call for a massive anti-Trump campaign. Oh, and you know what? The more they bash the Donald, the more popular he's going to become. Now, let me ask you something. Now, at this last thing in Chicago, all these people had Bernie Sanders shirts and everything else disrupting and screaming and yelling and push-shoving people around and all this stuff. What? And, and guess what? Ted Cruz and Rubio and Kasich all, guess who they blamed? They blamed Donald Trump for that. He did that. Yeah, sure. The guy who wasn't even there. Oh, he was there and he left because it's like, man, you oh, know he what? didn't go. He canceled it. He, he landed and then he got back on his plane and okay. he left because he did yeah, well, hey, I don't blame him. You know, the thing is, screw Chicago if that's how it's going to be. Now it's a toilet. Why do you think I call it toilet town? Because that's exactly what it is. It's a toilet. You know, so the thing is, they blame him. Now, okay. Do Why you... did they blame Hitler? He didn't Soros because they're the ones who caused all how about this garbage. The guy, how about the guy who's, they're all wearing his T-shirt, Bernie Sanders. What about that? Why not blame him? Uh, gee, some guy, David Duke, comes out and says, yeah, I'd vote for Donald Trump. And all of a sudden, the media is squealing that Donald Trump oh, yeah, now disavow. He's a racist. Disavow, Al. You've got to disavow this guy. Okay. Well, what about MoveOn.org? What about Black Lives Matter? How come Bernie Sanders isn't disavowing them for their violence? Yeah, isn't that interesting? Now, what well, do you like think would happen? Who... What do you think would happen if a bunch of people wearing, uh, you know, Donald Trump T-shirts and hats stormed a Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, gathering and uh, disrupted it to where she had to leave. Who do you, do you think anybody in the media would blame Hillary Clinton for that? Of course not. No, no. They blame the, they, they look at people's shirts and say, hey, whose name is that on the shirt? Oh, no, Bernie's name is on the shirt. Let's blame Bernie for that's it. That's who we're yeah. blaming. We're blaming whoever's name is on the shirt. Oh, I like the guy with the shirt, the guy who showed up with the, the, the guy who showed up in, uh, what's his name, with the Hillary for jail, 2016, and he got a standing ovation. Well, and, and you know, everybody realizes she's, that's where she belongs. But anyways, Al, we are out of time. Flew by, didn't it? 
Yes, it did. We'll see you next week, Frank. See you next Tuesday, Al. Thanks for being on. All right, folks. Well, I'll be back again tonight. We got a full day coming up. Financial survival is next, so stay tuned. They got Greg Hunter on as a guest, so everybody stay right where you're at. And as always, thanks for listening. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Addis, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events for Tuesday, March 15th, 2016. Good afternoon, Al. Hi, Melody. We've got uh, Greg Hunter joining us about 4.10 uh, uh, here in just a few minutes, so let's get started right away with the gold prices today and let's see gold is down 240 today was there all day long at 1233 silver is down eight at 1535 platinum is down two 960 along with palladium down one 571 
USDX is a little stronger today, 0.06 at 96.64. Pressure on crude oil, 0.75 at 36.43. And not not a lot of uh, movement in the markets today, the paper markets today. You have the Dow up 22, 22 points at 17,251. The NASDAQ was down 21 at 47.28. And the S&P down 3 at 2015. 10-year yield, 1.96 euro. Up a little bit, 111. And just a little pressure on the markets. Pretty much uh, the same as what we've experienced here in our paper markets today. So that's pretty much a quick uh, trip in the, the markets today. Uh, tomorrow, the uh, Janet Yellen, the, the Federal Reserve, uh, uh, will begin their meeting. Or did they start it today, Al? Is it Tuesday and Thursday? I think it is, yes. I wasn't invited, so uh, I don't know. Well, really? They don't you invite me. I don't pay attention, Melody. Well, you should. You should. But, uh, uh, well, so they didn't the, invite you, did they? I, they do, but I don't go. Yes, but you still you don't pay attention that they didn't invite you, so I don't know. <laughs> I was invited. Why is it I'm obligated to be paying attention to these things? <laughs> I pay but attention. You, huh? <laughs> I pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's going to be a lot of you know discussions. Are they? Are they not going to raise rates until when? And so forth. And certainly, we did have some retail uh, figures come out. Uh, uh, certainly, they were not as expected uh, for the uh, first part of the year. And uh, I'm not sure if I have those numbers readily available. I should um, while we fill some airtime waiting for Greg Hunter. Uh, Are we waiting for Greg it. Hunter? I thought I thought uh, Frank said he was already here. Is he here? I don't know. Is Greg Hunter here? No, he's not here yet. I would assume. Okay, apparently not. I would assume uh, Frank will let us know. And But UT, re, U.S. retail sa- sales fell in the opening months of the, the year, and uh, that's supposedly with lower auto and gasoline sales. You know, we talked about a report yesterday where it showed that the, the subprime, lo- subprime loans and autos was going strong in the first part of the year. Now here's another report that talks about it being lower. Sales at retail stores and restaurants fell 0.1%. And um, January's drop was the steepest in a year. Looks like more Americans are spending at uh, building materials and garden equipment, uh, sporting goods, books, music, health, clothing, restaurants, bars. But uh, furniture, electronics, have seen their sales decline. Does that tell us anything? No, it's just another leaf in the breeze and another, probably another uh, report with some or quite a bit of distortion. (laughs) I don't know how much distortion there is, but you know, one of the things you have to pay attention to is you're gonna follow your numbers on perhaps a monthly basis, a quarterly basis, a longer term basis. We get numbers every day. Every time something goes up just a touch, down just a touch, there's a report on it. And you've got to take, you know, you've got to pay a little more attention to the 200-day moving average, the 50-day moving average. Um, 
what's happened in the last just little while, it's, it's a certain amount of white noise. And you can't allow yourself to become overly excited by short-term reports, short-term statistics. You can't allow yourself to become excessively complacent based on short-term statistics. Huh? Mm-hmm. You have to kind of keep an eye on longer trends in order to mm-hmm. see where we are most likely going because, you know, blip up, blip down. It's just that's just part of the nature of things. And what's what's the longer trend? Um, you know, when you and I were talking earlier, we were discussing how with the, all the um, viewing of the um, with the election, very few discussions on the economy, and um, not not so much very few discussions on the economy, but very few discussions on what to expect in the economy if Trump, for example, Trump. is elected. Correct. We still have people talking about the economy, but who's talking about Very the, little. On the economy that we might expect from Donald if Donald Trump is elected? And there's not much of that. Everybody's kind of jumping on, on Donald Trump right now and giving him a great deal of, you know, he's catching a lot of flack. But what's it for? Um we ought to be talking, what's going to happen to the economy if Donald Trump is elected? What's going to happen if he's not elected? What are the most likely economic consequences, you know, one way or the other? And it's not really in the news right now. It's whether or not Trump is a hate-mongering, uh, xenophobic, uh, racist, homophobic uh, uh, bad guy, or whether he is a good guy, but not what is he going to do? What is he likely to do? So, We know by his, his um, um, interviews what he wants to do, but we, no one's discussing how it will impact the economy. And we do have Greg Hunter. He is now on the line. Greg Hunter from USA Watchdog. He joins us once a month, and we're so very pleased to have him, and uh, we always enjoy having Greg on the program. Good afternoon, Greg. Good to be here. Uh, I, I love being on your show. You guys like my <laughs> friends. And I just want to say, remember a couple of months ago when I said, Ooh, wow, gold and silver, that's a deal. <laughs> especially, yeah. you know, especially silver. Now, silver hasn't gone up, but gold sure has. What's up? A couple hundred bucks since... Uh, yep. The end of the since beginning of December, almost yes, two hundred dollars. Yes, um, I was reading earlier. It's one of the best moves we've seen for the first part of the year in a very long time. What thirty yeah, years? Like, so, yeah. but uh, we'll have to see what the end of the year looks like. But uh, it certainly has had a good start. Yes, it so, has. Been. Uh, let, me, let me tell you something. Just uh, I, know, I heard you talking about Trump and about all. The, let me tell you what this is. This is this is Democrats. This is MoveOn.org. Yeah. This is um, suppression of free speech, uh, Black Lives Matter, which they don't really because whenever black people are killed, they don't say anything about it. But if white, a white if person they're killed kills a black by person, black. They try to make, it's 6,000, uh, what, five to 6,000 black-on-black murders a year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing said about that. Poor leadership. Black people are being uh, absolutely um, uh, screwed by their leadership, and they are the last uh, priority for Democrats. Because of the uh, what up to fifty percent unemployment rate in uh, in the African American community, but I digress. I want to talk about the USA Today, and I called them. I don't know if they'll call me back. They have in the past. Front page USA Today. First time voter for Hillary. Of the fold. Then they have some bogus poll. 
that uh, is uh, about uh, negative for Trump, and the headline for Trump is Trump turning off millennials. This is for a woman that is getting. Uh, this is for a woman that's getting low turnout, very low turnout. This is for a woman under federal investigation, not a word about it. This is for a woman you haven't heard the, the other shoe drop for the Clinton Crime Foundation, which apparently uh, there's example after example of uh, her as the Secretary of State doing a favor for somebody and the Clinton Foundation getting a, a multi-million dollar donation or her husband, Bill Clinton, getting a hundreds of thousands of dollars for some bogus speech. And this is how I called you today and said, listen, I'm going to say you are biased. Oh, and then in the money section, they double down on the bias, and they pass off this rim reader as a news story. The headline on the money section, second page, presidential, it's time to show us Mr. Trump. Another negative story. I don't know where they went to journalism school, but this isn't journalism. This is thought control. This is spin. This is, uh, this is the mainstream crony media who will destroy their own business model and be unfair and unobjective. This couldn't be any more unobjective, couldn't be any more biased. And I called them and told them, left two messages for the editors there. That is biased. And I'm going to say that, and I want a response. Well, do you so think it's going to work? You know, visitors and viewers a month between YouTube and uh, USA Today. Actually, it's higher than that. USA Watchdog.com, I should say. Actually, it's higher than that, but I, I, and I have some metrics to say it's way higher than that. But... Uh, the official Google metrics, it's a couple of million. So it's a significant audience. They'd like to have it. <laughs> Absolutely. So and anyway, it's, quite uh, so I, it's unbelievably biased. And if he wins with all this bias, you know it's a movement. And listen, I'm not trumping, stumping for trumping. I'm not trump, trump, stumping for Trump. Trumping for stumping, stumping for trumping. Anyway, uh, but, you know, this is unbelievable. And this is about, let me tell you what this is about. It's about the crony criminal class wanting to hold on to power. Look at yep. John Casas. Being, you know, he, he made a comment about two months ago, so I should have ran as a Democrat. Yeah, you should have, because you are. He's getting funded by George Soros. Yeah. This is absolutely outrageous, and they're scared to death that somebody like Donald Trump, you know, they made the, the Republican. And every time you hear establishment, think of criminal crony class. They made Donald Trump sign a a uh, a uh, you know a contract, a pledge not to run as a third party. Then they are doing nothing but one dirty trick after another, keeping that loser Rubio in. He's going to get. It. He can't even. He know he's not on the ballot for senator uh, in Florida. You know why, right? No. He can't win because he can't win. That's Trump the only holds reason. off a win in Ohio with Kasich, although I don't know if they'll cheat or if he's he is a he's got some home field advantage. And you know, Ted Cruz did at least win his own state. Have you noticed that they've they've kind of pared down the rhetoric, rhetoric between Cruz and Trump? Have you noticed that? Yeah, they did. Have you noticed how they've done that? Because there's not going to be two white guys on the Republican ticket. There won't be. And so if it's you Trump, think he's maybe Bernie Sanders or he's going to get you... Ben Carson? Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, Ben Carson. Um, you think Carson is going to be the vice presidential nominee for the Republicans, at least if Trump... He's a possibility. Yeah. I remember when I started out, I said that my top four candidates were Trump, Cruz, Rubio, Carson, maybe Fiorina. <laughs> I can't imagine top, I didn't even it. mention Jeb Bush. He had spent Trump at, up until... 
uh, New Hampshire, and I think he dropped out after that. Ten to one. Ten to one. Eighty million to eight million. Ten to one. He couldn't figure finish higher than fourth place most of the time. I think he may have had one or two third place finishes. Eight eight million to eighty million. Jeb Bush spent. This isn't about will of the people. It's about it's not we the people. It's we the cronies. We the criminals. Mm-hmm. Well, are they going to be able to pull it off though? With all the money, in theory, they have to go into this thing and we'll give we'll give Jeb eighty million and he'll be able to wipe out Trump. It didn't Couldn't work at all. People aren't, close. people aren't being deceived by these enormous expenditures. They are well, grabbing the other thing Trump is, and hanging on, and maybe the yellow journalism won't work oh, it's, it's spot control and spin doctoring. It is not journalism. You know, this is, they can't even bring up the fact that these are Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton supporters, and they are the ones trying to forget protests. They are suppressing free speech, which I was really surprised Ted Cruz not identify that. They are suppressing free speech. That ain't a protest. That's a suppression of free speech. And all you see is this. And if, it, if they didn't have video of it, it wouldn't be a story of some old guy, 80 years old, punching some young guy in the face. Should he have done that? No. But it's, so what? I say that that's so what? They are. You didn't hear the story. It wasn't reported about how violent it got in Chicago outside with the protests, which is nothing more than organized suppression of free speech. Call it what it is. In the mainstream media, who they're losing their they're losing their control, and that's what they're so upset yeah. about. Yeah. How can Trump be doing so well? Because they're not relevant. People are coming to sites like mine and many others, and I'm not trying to blow my own horn. Many others for real analysis and real news, and people are tired of being lied to and lying by omission. And then and then the stuff on the front page of USA Today, USA Today is willing to destroy their credibility. To come out with a one-sided uh, criminal that's classic well, criminal under federal investigation, not a word about oh, first-time voter for Hillary, is not a word about how low the turnout is on the Democratic side, not a word about the polls that say oh, 20 percent of the people will vote for Trump. That's what they're really afraid of. They are terrified of this, and so are the other. And when you hear the Republicans talking about well, we'll vote for Hillary because they're all part of the criminal crony class at the top. I'd say probably at least half of Congress is, is sold out. And when you hear this, this, this thwarting of the will of the people for the will of the criminal crony class, come on, say that with me. Criminal crony class. This is why Do we have to say it five times in a row quickly? Criminal, criminal crony, crony class, crony criminal class, crony class, the, criminal crony class. Now, I don't think I can say it rapidly like that. Well, and criminal, this is what the Trans-Pacific Partnership is, which, which they don't even want to hear Trump talking about. And that is, this is another bad deal concocted by the criminal crony class. You know how I know it's bad? It's secret. Yeah. It's a secret deal. And the Republicans got together and voted through this Trans-Pacific Authority TPA to negotiate with their nemesis. Their nemesis is going to negotiate this, this TPA, Trans-Pacific uh, you know, the Authority, to negotiate the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is a secret trade deal. You don't even get to know what it is uh, for five years. You can't – the senators and cannot go in there and take any notes. They can't take any pictures. They just have to go in there and read it. It's secret. Well, you know that's no good for the American people because if it was not. doing us any good, they would be broadcasting and bragging about it. You know, Ted Cruz and Elizabeth Warren. The same reason you keep it secret when you rob a bank. 
All right. Exactly. Nobody you know saw advertisers. I robbed a bank. Elizabeth Warren, the ultra-left wing liberal, and the ultra-right wing uh, Republican, Democrat and Republican, both, both voted no for it. You know it sucks. It's got to suck. Did Elizabeth Warren and Ted Cruz agree on something? You know it sucks. Let's take a break for some commercials, and we will be right back with Greg Hunter from USAWatchdog.com. Please stay tuned. Melody and I will return on financial survival with our guest, Greg Hunter. condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it, It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices.
Hi, folks. I'm Alfred Adeskir with Melody Cedarstrom on financial survival. Our guest is Greg Hunter from usawatchdog.com, and Greg analyzes the news. Let's talk a little about the economy. You know, I always enjoy the Republican stories about how they favor limited government and low taxes. I haven't seen any of that for 20 years at least. They're bogus. Yeah, I I love little stories, and I also love the recovery story. Is the recovery recovered now, or they gave up on the story, or what happened there? They uh, they quit using that term because they're being chided in the in uh, you know they're being chided across the internet spectrum. I mean, these guys are losing their power, and they're becoming fodder for ridicule. I I love the USA Today. Uh, Sometimes they do some good things. I want to be fair. I want to be fair. Sometimes they do good things. Uh, you know, for simple reporting of, of, of facts that you can look up anywhere, okay for that. Uh, they, they lie by omission, in my humble opinion, and they, they spin and they, uh, they couldn't be. I don't know who does their editorial to have. If you have a chance, just look at the front page of the USA Today and they say, well, our online or their paper. I say, well, you're, you're the paper. I mean, yeah, you have an online version. I'm sure they do the same thing online, the same bogus. You know, they, they craft a, a poll that is to derogatory for Trump on the same day a major five-state primary is coming up, winner take all and two, and what they're, that is totally biased, and they are obviously trying to, uh, to affect the, the voting. That's what I think. You can't sit in an editorial meeting and say this is unbiased. You can't. You can't do it. I'm sorry. I worked. I worked in their houses. I worked at two networks. I worked at five TV stations. I've been in journalism since the 70s. Okay? Well, we're looking at a kind of sea change right now that goes deeper than just Trump. It's not just about Donald Trump. This goes to the American people, for one thing. They're not being eased. A bunch of them are saying, we're not going to be misled. We okay. are rejecting... And Trump is right to attack the media. He's never had anybody to attack the media. He hates them, and, and you know, they do a story on USA Today, how I hate the media. Well, they're stupid. You know, they're, they're willing to screw, and I've, I've called up USA Today on other stories. They wouldn't even cover the Planned Parenthood video story. Wouldn't even cover it. Then, lo and behold, they cover, you know, some, some bogus lie that uh, the Planned Parenthood director, Richardson, puts on. I called them and said, you know when you let somebody say something in your paper, that's like you saying it. Why would you put, let allow her to say an obvious lie? And here's the obvious lie. Oh, these videos are highly edited. Really? Give me an example of where they edited so much they committed libel and slander. Show me. Show me the fraud here. Give me an example. Highly, oh, they're heavily edited. Really? That that says that you know their lawsuit didn't uh, allege slander or libel. And I don't know why somebody didn't call on the floor. Give us an example of where they edited the video. Oh, incidentally, the entire video is online at the Center for Medical Progress. All those videos, which I went and checked them all. They're all online. So show me where they edited something so egregiously, egregiously, they changed the meaning of what your medical doctors were saying in multiple videos about chopping up babies, selling their parts, harvesting their parts, figuring out a way they could harvest the parts without damaging the parts. Show me where they, they, they changed that. They, they edited the video so much. And USA Today wouldn't cover the story. That's their political views getting – so it's not a news organization, USA Today, anymore. Not a news organization. They're masquerading as a news organization. Because they know they're done when they say, yeah, we're biased. Well, then you're not a news organization anymore. They don't believe a word you say. 
just like their bogus poll that they, oh, it's, it's a rock the vote. You know, that's a liberal lefty wacko, wackadoodle uh, organization. You don't think they did anything to alter that poll where it shows Trump, you know, badly losing, even though he's bringing in record crowds in every state. That is amazing. I, yeah. it, the journalism is horrible, and this is what's going to kill the mainstream media, which is why ultimately they're going to attempt to shut down dissent on the Internet. Do you this think is why the Trump mainstream is doing well, media because is they in don't jeopardy have power right like they used to. Is the mainstream media digging its own grave? They is it essentially surrendering... Are. So they, is this their last hurrah before the uh, the net where the, the internet pretty much replaces them? They're so damn pompous, and they've had it their way, and they controlled. You know, somebody like me when I was coming out in two thousand seven and two thousand eight, saying the economy was crashing. What do they do? Oh, I was right, incidentally. And what do they do? They didn't renew my contract, which is the best thing that ever happened to me. I am happy because that's how I got this website, and now nobody walks in my office and tells me to quote. Tone it down, end quote. You know, I mean, are you 60 Minutes is a scam. It's a sham. CBS News, ABC News, NBC News, Fox News, scam, 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 scam. Maybe a little less of a scam on Fox News because they do let some people give their opinion. But look at what Megyn Kelly's doing. For example, last night, Trump University. You have to be kidding me, right? You do understand there's a Clinton Foundation. You do understand there's a couple of billion dollars in it. You do understand that the charges in the book, Clinton Cash, are being uh, basically uh, exposed in real life as her Secretary of State as she granted uh, all kinds of favors to people who gave, but then, and then they gave heavily donations, and then she granted a favor, so they gave a big donation or a big speech uh, fee to Bill Clinton or a big donation to the Clinton uh, Foundation, and then Hillary Clinton, the Secretary of State, did some waiver or some great thing for the company over and over and over again. You really, you don't realize that's going on, but, you, but Trump University is a big story? Really? Well, if there's one person who should be catching some negative press, it should be Hillary. She's under, oh, and by the way, she's under federal investigation. And up the front page, and not a word about this, not a word about how she's under federal investigation on the front page. First time voter for Hillary. Hillary, first time voter for yes. Please, thought shaping. Yes, vote for Hillary. Oh, Trump bad, Hillary good. Thought shaping. Thought shaping. And what does Gannett have? Uh, Gannett has uh, relationships with big banks like has had in the past and probably still do, uh, Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan. What have I told you about all the criminal activity with all these big banks, all this criminal stuff? Nobody goes to jail. What a great deal. Commit all the crime you want. Maybe they'll catch you. Maybe they won't. If they do, they, and, if you, and somebody's convicted, it'll be the bank, you know, the doors, the windows, the carpet, the chairs, the computer terminals, but not any of the people. And, hey, when they have a fine, shareholders pay it. <laughs> Great. And nobody goes to No individuals ever are charged or go to jail. What a deal. Let's hang on to that criminal crony status. That's what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to vote for Trump. I didn't really. I thought he was kind of bogus when we first started. But I, Trump or Cruz are the people that are the two people that are coming, uh, coming to the top, and they look like one of them. And I think it's probably going to be Trump. It's going to be at the top of the heap. And I wouldn't be surprised if Trump and Cruz don't, you know, mend their fences and 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 run the same ticket. Cruz will do well with Hispanics. 
So will Trump. They want to tell you that they won't, but Hispanics aren't stupid. They don't want any more flood of people in there to compete against the jobs that are already you know, evaporating. And I, under, I can't believe African Americans with the, the youth unemployment rate anywhere between 25 and 50 percent, depending on where it is, why they would want massive amounts of more illegal immigration and massive amounts of refugees uh, uh, coming into the country. And guess who is at the bottom of the heap once again? African Americans. Yep. And guess who's at least a primary source of of uh, move on demonstrators at the uh, at the Chicago anti-Trump demonstrations with African-Americans. And the reason that's interesting to me is that the reason it's interesting is because Trump is the only candidate who's trying to stop, who says he's going to try to stop the influx of illegal aliens who are primarily taking black jobs. And yet blacks have said, oh, we're going to vote for Hillary. And she's going to let more illegal aliens in, and we're not going to vote for the evil Trump who's going to keep the illegal aliens from coming in and taking black jobs. It's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. You want to raise wages, they want to have, have some program or some minimum wage. Oh, we're going to give you, you know, $15 an hour, hour and force uh, McDonald's and everybody else to uh, speed up the robotics revolution that's happening. And, uh, you know, if you want people to have, make more money, they need, A, more skills, and B, a little less labor flooding across the border. And maybe lower taxes to to provide welfare, even in some instances, for illegal aliens. Why are we providing any financial support for illegal aliens? Why don't we also we support... We do, and tons of it, because they think they're going to be uh, Democratic voters in the future. That's yeah, I know. The and they're also here. going to be cheap labor for the Republican businessmen. Yeah, this is, the, again, a criminal crony class. Get that in your mind. Whenever you hear this establishment or donor class or a criminal crony class, and this whole thing about the Republican, oh, we're conservatives, BS on that. Yeah, you're conservative, and you don't say a word about the massive crime and fines being paid by these banks and rigging of LIBOR and rigging of, of the uh, yeah. um, uh, Forex market and all these criminal actions uh, concerning uh, mortgage fraud and and, and just up to, to a couple of months ago, what it was, some of the big banks still getting billion, multi-billion dollar fines for what amounts to fraud, which in the newspaper, they mishandling of mortgages. Oh, you mishandle. You mean like fraud? Not a word about them? You know, Glenn Beck, I'm a conservative. I'm, really, you're a conservative? Not a word about all the fraud? The criminal cronyism? Really, not a word? What's the common denominator among the people that are in the establishment? Really? Fox News, we're conservatives. Really? And you cover for the Mm. criminal crony class? You look at Chris Wallace. Look at that. Look at that weasel. Mm. Unbelievable weasel. I mean, mean, they they pulled this stuff with uh, uh, Ron Paul, where they just ignored him. They just lied by omission. When he won Iowa, he tied with Michelle Bachman. Remember that? And all they could say is, oh, Michelle Bachman won Iowa. There was a tie. Oh, we lost the ballots on a truck. Remember that one? You lost the ballots on a truck? Really? <laughs> really? You had him on a truck? You didn't have an iPhone or electronic transfer? You didn't have any of that? You just had him on a truck? lost him. Except here's the problem with Trump. A, the mainstream media has lost even more uh, mojo. 
And uh, internet media, and I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about lots of internet. Breitbart and and uh, Alex Jones and uh, uh, Lisa Haven and uh, you know STG SGT Report and all kinds of other outlets that are out there that are calling BS on the BS. And you know what Google's doing? Google, according to my consultant, is trying to make it look like there's less people looking for alternative news. They're trying yeah. to make it look like that in search. If you look at Alexa rankings, you know, you look at these sites, they have no rankings. Well, how could that be? Because they want people to think that this, is a, this isn't a trend. And you... that is the trend, and that's why Trump is doing well. Oh, let me Twitter out to my 20 million subscribers or whatever, how many he has. It's a lot. And then the, re- the press has to report on that. Oh, and let me uh, and and when there is uh, some hinky crap going on, and let let me tell you what started it. What started it was the George Bush fiasco and how they handled that uh, George forty forty three, how they handled that bogus story and the and the paperwork and the documents. And they told him half the their experts said, "Well, these documents you can't depend on them. So do the story with the witness and move on." But they had to try to you know Dan Rather had to. I'm not biased. Here we have again Dan Rather couldn't be any more biased. And what did the Internet do with that story? Called BS on the BS. Dan Rather lost his job. Boom, there's the advent of journalism on the Internet. People called BS on the BS. You think it's gotten weaker since then or stronger? It's getting stronger all the time. Way stronger. What used to be a conspiracy theory is now pretty much taken for granted as true. The media I mean, is sold out. The, They're a bunch of liar, uh, douchebag, weasel, uh, anti-American, anti-journalist. They are spin control, thought shaping, uh, liars by omission, liars by outright lies, liars by spinning their stories. You couldn't get any more. You should – unbelievable. I'm going to describe it for you. First-time Hillary voter. Top of the page. Top of the page so you can still see it. Trump turning off millennials. Then they have this bogus, uh, you know, rock the vote. You think that's conservative? You think that's biased? And USA Today. And they just have one group after another that shows Trump can't win. Let me tell you something. Hillary can't win. Hillary can't beat a 74-year-old socialist slash communist. She can't win. She can't win. And her turnout is paltry, is nothing. It's like you ever hear Trump say that, uh, hey, I'm glad we have protesters. That way the media will, will get out and pan the crowd to show how big it is. And they don't show the crowd in Hillary. And there's all kinds of ways you can compress shots and make things look like you to get way far away and put uh, – we just had a, guy, a, a newspaper here locally. There, uh, President uh, Clinton was at Elon College. A few hundred people showed up. They can press the shot to make the crowd look huge, right? Yep. Nobody cares. We know we're being screwed the people know that. At least a pretty good percentage of them know that. They've known it and for a long time, but they haven't been criminal to stand class up and, conventions and where they, uh, they, they do, uh, you know, we the cronies and the we the people. With Trump's candidacy, people are standing up and saying, enough. We're tired of being hustled and manipulated like and deceived. You may not like Trump. And he says some stuff that I, you need some help there, buddy. But, uh, you know, but I'll tell you one thing. When he starts talking about the trade deals, how the how terror, how incompetent they are, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that Trans-Pacific Partnership, let me say it again, folks. It's a secret trade deal. It's secret. You don't get to know. You, we the people don't get to know the secret, what's in the secret trade deal. 
which Mitch McConnell uh, worked up, and the other Democrats and Republicans got it pushed through because, well, Obama, their nemesis, uh, would vote yes for it. This is crony. This is the Democrats and Republicans at the top, the crony criminal class. This is like WWE fake fighting. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break for some more commercials, and when we come back, let's talk about Richard Fisher, former Dallas Fed president, and some of his recent remarks since he retired or resigned from uh, being head of the uh, Dallas Federal Bank of the, the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas. Uh, I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom. Our guest is Greg Hunter from USAWatchdog.com. We'll be right back. Please stay tuned. provided strength. Indeed, the chemical compounds of thyme contain antioxidants, an effective germicide that kills whooping cough bacteria and makes breathing easier. Just imagine what you can do with thyme herb when it comes to respiratory ailments like croup, pneumonia, asthma, and sinusitis. The extra benefit of thyme herb is that it soothes the nerves and stops spasmodic coughing, so you can get some rest. Who says you don't have time to take care of yourself? Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free for time, tincture, and tea to soothe your cough and get some rest. 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International 704-875-8010 or online at thepowerherbs.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Hi, folks. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on financial survival, and our guest is Greg Hunter from usawatchdog.com. Richard Fisher is the former president of the Dallas Federal Reserve Bank. He resigned or was compelled to leave. I'm not. I'm not absolutely certain. About a year ago now, I he's think been he was out just of, resigned. I think he, he just quit. He and he since then, he's he, made I don't it, think there's any taint there, uh, Alfred. Just to let you know, just to make sure you get that out there, so you don't, you know, you don't put him in a bad light. I think he just resigned. 
All right. Well, nope. my, and not, my and not anything bad about I've, it. He just resigned. All right. I, how he left is not necessarily important to me, but I think he left on bad terms because he's made, and you brought it up just recently, he made a comment describing the economy and what the Federal Reserve has done. He said we injected heroin and cocaine into the system, and he means the economy. And now we're maintaining yeah, on Ritalin. Now, this is not flattering to the uh, Federal uh, Reserve. And I can't remember what it was, but there was been at least one other major statement by Fisher, probably about 90 days, 120 days ago, with that was completely derogatory about the Federal Reserve. And I get the impression this man is willing to make radical statements in part because either he's offended by the way he was perhaps forced to resign. I don't know if he was or he wasn't, but I don't think he left on bad terms and he is making, he's not demonstrating that he's a team player. What about this? We injected heroin and cocaine into the system and now we're maintaining on Ritalin. Well, let's, let's back up to the, the previous statement, which was a couple of months ago, I think a couple of months ago, cause I had it up on my weekly news wrap up and I talked about it and I thought this was a stunning statement. And I went and every time he's made these statements, I went and found the video and watched him say it, and they said it on CNBC. This is the two times he's been on, he's been on CNBC. And watched him say it to make sure there wasn't any, any kind of misquote. I went, and, and when I verbated it, I verbated it myself to make sure that it was right and made sure I was on CNBC. So I know it's a good quote. I know it's good. And here he is, Richard Fisher, and he said a couple of months ago that we front-loaded the markets to, quote, front-loaded, end quote, the markets so we could, quote, Create a wealth effect, end quote. Now, that right there tells you that this whole thing is not a, as you were bringing up about the recovery, it's not a recovery. It's not a real recovery where we have innovation and people go to work and we have an application of capital and we have, you know, new businesses starting and we have uh, new ideas and new, and new uh, procedures and new uh, inventions. And they would, no, no, forget that, no. He admitted it. Don't take my word for it. Listen to former Dallas Fed President Richard Fisher. Then, last week, he triples down on that. It says that statement you said about how we injected, because uh, somebody asked in the interviewer, asking, well, you know, it seems like the, the, um, the, the economy, is in the, the, the Fed interventions uh, aren't really working as well as they used to. Uh, you know, do you think that central banks have lost their power? That was the question by the interviewer. And that's when he rolled off that, that answer. And then at the end of that answer about cocaine and whatever, he said, well, how do you come back? Well, I know, right? How do you come back to that? It was outrageous. Now, I, all I saw was a tight shot of him on the CNBC uh, version. They were on him, and they, as they should have been. And I, I would have loved to have had a cutaway shot of the anchors going, oh, I can't, but what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whoa. He's admitting to fraud. That's what he's admitting to. He is admitting that the Federal Reserve engaged in a giant Ponzi, Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme to the terms, ter, ter, uh, uh, to the in the terms of tens of trillions of dollars. And well, I believe it was Bernie Fisher. Madoff, do you know that that J.P. Morgan paid two point five billion dollars, maybe two point six, to avoid criminal charges in helping Bernie Madoff? Yeah. This is the economy we have, folks. 
Yeah. This is why your wealth should be under your direct control, folks. And, and Melody, please don't be mad at me. I don't sell gold, and it took me a year and a half to find a sponsor to how do I buy gold and silver that I could trust. And I, you didn't tell me to say this, and I don't get paid for this, and I don't get make anything for this. You were just a sponsor of my site, and the only thing I wanted out of you was I don't want to get calls from people saying, hey, man, discount gold and silver ripped me off. I've never had that call. This is why you need to have your – and, folks, just to let you know, I didn't get paid to say this. I don't get paid to say this. Melody does not know I'm saying this. She did not know I was going to say this ahead of time. This is why people say, well, you know, you keep pushing. What else are you going to buy, folks? A bond? You're going to buy a treasury bond? Yeah. The, the, the dollars, the notes, Federal Reserve notes, are issued off the treasury bonds. Okay, If the bonds get corrupted, do you think the notes are going to be any good? For a while. They'll be good for a while. A short while. And this is why a wealth preservation strategy should include... Some sort of precious metal, silver, gold, you know, whatever, food, water, tires on your car, you know, a car title. You see what I'm saying? Because when this blows, it's going to blow big and ugly, and that's why, back to Richard Fisher, I think he is warning people because he knows how bad this is going to be when it blows. He knows how bad it's going to be. And the other thing the Federal Reserve have to know as well. They have to have the same knowledge he has. The difference is he's willing to try to say something about it, and they're trying to continue to conceal what may be an inevitability. But he's only doing it to save his own bacon. I don't think he has, and this is my opinion, I don't think he has noble uh, intentions. And he may be cleared to say this kind of crazy stuff. So the Fed can come out and say, well, you know, you were warned. We told you that this was heroin and cocaine. You were warned. You know, and this is why your money inside of a brokerage, which is not a savings account, people are like, what stock should I buy? Well, listen, that's a good plan if your brokerage makes it. But if your brokerage goes MF Global or Lehman Brothers, that ain't a good plan. Those are two brokerages that went under. That's not going to be a good plan for you. And so, uh, I, you know, and they don't, I don't know how, I don't think they even issue paper stock anymore. Maybe they do. Or some no, they do. probably, you can, yeah. get, you can get the certificate yeah. sometimes. You've got to work very hard. Mostly all you get is a computer entry. And my understanding, they have multiple computer entries for the same stock, or at least in some instances. It's I a little bit so. like we have all these paper uh, Instances of paper gold for the single ounce of paper gold that's over at Comics, for example. How much is how much of the stuff is pledged in a in a calamity? How much of your stuff is pledged hypothecation? How much of it is pledged and rehypothecated? How much? And that's what came out of MS Global. Uh, oh yeah, we hypothecated your assets. What you what do you mean? We uh, use them as collateral. Oh, ooh, MS Global. Hey, they use gold and silver as collateral. That's what people should look at. This is not a trade. This is a collateral play. And the collateral right now, the quote-unquote assets are bonds. Well, you're going to find out that debt uh, and bonds, money, they've been telling us debt is, uh, is uh, money and debt is an asset. We're going to find out neither is true. And when it happens, folks, nobody's going to walk out and blow the trumpet and say, hey, did you know that you know, two weeks from now they're going to crash the system? And it can, that's not the way it's going to happen, folks. And the smart money, oh, I got Michael Pento up tonight. 
And, uh, you know, they're talking about, you watch the mainstream media and the financial channel, look, the stock market's come back, they had David Stockman on. Yeah, this is a dead cat bounce. Michael Pento says, oh, man, no, 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 this is, uh, this, is gonna, this is rolling over right now. And the smart money and the only buyers of the stocks had been people, had been companies buying their own stock. So the so the um, so the leaders of the company can exit and 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 uh, sell their stock. That's what's happening. Who are they going to sell it? Being in the stock market is a long term proposition. You're you better hope you're living a long time. You know, like a hundred years. You know, years an interesting anyway. question is who will they sell their stock to? They've borrowed money to buy their stock back out of the market, if, and if it's true they're anticipating that they're going to sell it, who will they sell it to? Because I doubt the private sector is going to want it. Do they anticipate the another sector? episode of quantitative easing where the Federal Reserve will buy toxic assets? Here's what Michael uh, Pinto said, because I said the same thing, and he, he is a money manager. He manages, I don't know, millions of dollars. He's also an advisor, and, he, and I said, because I, I said, tell me if I'm wrong. I, I told one of them, I said, how long can this go on? I said, until... Until they crash their currency, it goes on until their currency goes poof. And he goes, "You're exactly right. That's exactly what's going to happen." Because one thing you can't—he's on tonight. You should watch, listen to him tonight. It's a short interview. It's after midnight. He'll be on tomorrow, but I put it up after midnight so I get it today's date. And he says, "He says, listen, well, here's the one place the governments can't lie. They can't lie about money coming in." And when the money coming in can't pay for everything in the government has plus their interest, yeah. then you know that's when they start printing money to pay the interest on the bonds. You know that's when the, you that's 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 what they cannot fake. He says, and that's what happens. That's how you, that's how your currency gets destroyed. That's what's going to happen, folks. It's coming. It is coming. And so, Do you think the I'm Federal sorry, Reserve can actually pump more money into the system? They stopped. They, they were doing that under quantitative easing. They stopped over a year ago. Did they stop? Was it purely a policy decision, or are they? is the Federal Reserve in a corner where they can't issue much more fiat Alfred, you don't know what they're – you have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. You have no idea. It's so dark and so un – you can't audit it. You, you have, it's such a dark pool. It's the darkest of dark pools, the Federal Reserve, and the Exchange Stabilization Fund. And so did they stop? I don't know. That's what they say they did. I don't know if they did or didn't. And are they, uh, are they, are they, uh, you know, it's like, um, who the latest price brought up? They said they had a trillion dollars worth of bombs that got, got bought, that got turned in. How, who bought those bonds? Where did that go? And the answer is, who knows what they did? But at some point, the currency goes poof in a hurry. At some point. And Melody, I, I'm sorry if I embarrassed you. Uh, it took me better part of a year and a half, maybe two years. I had many, many people wanting that page that you bought. You know, how do I buy gold and silver? And I, every time we put in, you know, their name and fraud, I get fraud. I get oh, God. I get some kind of terrible thing or some kind of you know weasel. And um, you're, you know, I have not had a single complaint. I got to tell you about people going. I don't know, hope you're getting some calls from this, but I've not had a single complaint, and that's the only that was my criteria. I don't want to hear people saying, "Hey man, I didn't get my stuff." Hey man, they screwed me at uh, discount gold and silver, and I don't get I don't hear that. So, well, thank you. We work very hard. We've been doing it for a very long time, and you know, I was always curious on how you did find gold and silver. I did not even know you were searching for a year and a half to two years looking for a gold dealer. So I'm looking for um, somebody to buy I'm that. Glad page, you I'm glad I... you found me. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, 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 you know, I mean, you, and you passed the test. I mean, I remember I told you that. I, said, I just don't want to get the. Remember I said when we yeah. first started. Yep. Listen, I don't want to get the calls that say, "Hey, man, I didn't get my stuff," because you won't be on the page long if that happens. I had people. I had all kinds of people wanting that page. I had you. You wouldn't believe the people, and you'd know who they were. And I wouldn't put them on because they have some nefarious, you know, stuff in the background. They, you know. I have all kinds of people pitching me to, hey, can we do affiliate marketing? Hey, if we sell this skull and crossbones coin, uh, you'll get a piece. I don't know. No, thank you. I don't want that. Nope, nope, nope. Just Google Ads and a sponsor. You're still on my only sponsor at this at this point, which it's hard to get people that are, uh, uh, what can I say, um, honest? Yeah. Who so, would have sunk it? So. It's almost as much of a miracle as Trump's candidacy. I don't want to go on too much because I don't want to. Uh, people think this is some fake thing, but I, it's a real thing. And I'm, I tell you, I, I tell people I'm trying to buy gold. And read this article, and the person that sponsored this page is honest. So you should go to them, and you can call Melody, and she'll answer. Actually, you can talk to the owner, and she'll answer the phone. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, another thing that's important, yes, we have great prices we ship, and, you know, we're, we're we're all honest. But, you know, we tell the truth about buying gold and silver, too. I mean, it's just not to benefit us. It's to benefit the customer. And uh, all, a lot of our commissions go right back into programs that, to help education, uh, to help people understand why they need to own gold and silver. We can reach a lot of people by doing radio programs instead of advertising in magazines and things like that. So, uh, our funds go in. We support other programs that provide great information uh, to the listeners and trying to get them prepared for what's coming. Well, listen, and you got listen. Making a profit is not an evil thing. No. Uh, making a profit by cheating people is an evil thing. But that making a profit is not. I have to make a profit to keep my lights on. You have to make a profit to keep your lights on. The idea is that do you have to cheat people to make a profit? And the answer is no. You don't. You may not make as much. But you don't have to cheat people. No, you actually will make more over the long term. You'll be in business. I mean, most most of the hustlers and the con artists they get in it for short term and then they cut and they run or they're hauled away. But if you're in it for the long term, honesty will actually do you. It'll it'll it'll, it'll feed you for decades. Well, some of the dealers are, are offering. I don't want to name names, but some of them are offering. You know, at at or below spot price. They're not charging yep. any commission. There is no way I would be so nervous about doing business because that is a game of musical chairs. And at some point, that music is going to stop. Because if you get no profit, I don't care how many, you can sell 100 or 100,000. If there's no profit, you can't make any money. You can't do that. Yet at some point, you're going to end up keeping somebody's money and not deliver their metal. At some point. I talk until I'm blue in my face sometimes, Greg, and, and sometimes, you know, people are always just looking for that little bit of savings, and uh, eventually they'll get caught. They, they will, will get, get caught, caught and, you, and there won't yeah. be anywhere to go when they get caught. When they're nope. done, they're done. They're going to file bankruptcy, and you can't put them yep. in jail for, do, for being And you won't get your money back person. either. That's right. That's right. Absolutely, positively correct. But I just wanted to kind of bring that up. But the, 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 and listen, this is going to end. It's going to end quickly, and it's going to end badly. I had Bo Poli on, and he said, "Listen, since the bottom, the bottom was at ten forty-five, and he's doing some chart work and stuff. I don't know if, uh, you know, he he said he missed it the year before. Clearly said, hey, listen, I, I missed the Smita thing because it's really the it was a year off. He says this is the year it's going to happen. But this he's not the only person saying this is the year it's going to happen. David Stockman says before the election cycle is finished, uh, this is going to blow. 
uh, you know, uh, Michael Pinto. He's this is going to go. He said we already we are. He says you don't realize it, but we're having we're experiencing the crash in China right now. Yeah. Right now, China is crashing. Yep. And there's not much they can do about it because it's a function exactly of foreign said. trade rather than internal economic problems. It's primarily a question of foreign demand. They can't control that. They are in big trouble. But we are also in trouble because we're out of time. Greg, thanks very much for being on the program. We Thank enjoyed you hearing what Thank you, you had to say on your weekly analysis. We look forward to talking to you in the future. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom, Financial Survival. Be back tomorrow. In the meantime, with the good Lord, bless you, me, Melody, Frank, the producer, and Greg Hunter. Bye-bye. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices.
from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one forty. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Radio Network. Okay. 
Well, I do have some things I want to discuss uh, this week. I do have a correction to make, though. Uh, last week, I talked about Ralph Nader and one of his failed presidential bids where he was excluded from a debate, and I mistakenly said that that had happened in Michigan. Well, that actually happened in Massachusetts. Kind of close. They both begin with an M, but I wanted to make that correction. And that's kind of something that I want to talk about uh, this afternoon briefly. I was going to have like a whole diatribe talking about the, the presidential debate commission and the, how it works, but I think we're all pretty much well aware of how corrupt you know, the debates have become, and they're just basically a dog and pony show, and it's, it's really, and that's really the case. And I don't know if, if, if enough people really understand that, uh, and I'm not trying to say that the vast majority of American people are idiots, uh, that's kind of not what I'm saying, but I, I just wonder if, if folks really know how corrupt and how rigged the debates are. I just, before the show, Googled, and, and where is it? It's uh, Here it is. A complete list. I just typed in a complete list of presidential candidates for 2016. And, of course, you have the major ones, obviously, and they're, they're right away. The Democratic Party, you get that creature, Hillary Clinton, and that pedophiles, uh, uh, degenerate, uh, Bernie Sanders, communist, he's there. But below that, I mean, there's a whole, I mean, there's too many to name, actually, uh, uh, other candidates. And then in the Republican Party, of course, you have all of the uh, players. You have Ted Cruz, John Kasich, uh, Marco Rubio, and it's listed as U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, Governor John Kasich, U.S. Senator Marco Rubio, Donald Trump is listed as businessman Donald Trump. Okay, I guess that's, that's better than reality talk show host Donald Trump. But my point is, uh, below that, it, it says other Republicans, and there's a whole bunch of them. Now, you know what might be helpful? As I'll just post this in uh, chat, and you guys can check it out, because uh, it is interesting uh, that there are other candidates out there running. Uh, but they're never going to get they're just never going to get a play. They're, they're never going to get an opportunity, you know, to really get their voice out there. And that is unfortunate. Now, look, some of these people, some of it, are, these people are like parodies and they're just, uh, I came across one last night, some guy by the name of, and it's made up obviously. And I'm just, I don't recall the first name. Let's just call him Bob, Bob crustacean. Okay. And I'm like crustacean. That's, and then I went on to look at his platform and whatever. And, and basically this candidate is running, uh, you know, he wants like all the lobsters or something to be something or something. It was just, you know, just kind of a parody, something just kind of weird or whatever. So you do have that, but, but you also have some viable candidates. And I've always believed that individuals like Pat Buchanan and Ralph Nader are, were, were, and still are viable candidates, but you're never going to hear them because of the way the presidential election commission runs their sham operation. And it's really an outrage. Uh, and look, you can, and I encourage you to go on YouTube and just watch some of the, and, and there's not a whole bunch of long documentaries on it, but there are hundreds of just you know, nine, 10, 12 minute video clips of, of these other presidential candidates out there and you know what they believe in and so forth. And it may surprise you. Uh, because they're saying some good things. You have, uh, can't think of his name offhand. He's from the Constitution Party. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. What's, the, what's that guy's name? Ah, anyway, him and, and Ralph Nader recently did a, de a debate on their own at some Sheridan Hotel, I, I forget when, Mississippi or something. 
And I was watching that on YouTube just the other day, and this was fairly recently, you know, within the last, I think it was uh, middle of last month or something like that. And, you know, these guys, you know, they know what they're talking about, and they want to do good for this country, but they're, they're just never going to get an opportunity. But something else that is interesting, and I sent Frank a link, and it's, uh, it's an article, but in, in that article there is a kind of a, a short video, and you're going to hear the audio. I'd like Frank to play this audio, but before you, I, you do that, Frank, uh, this, is from a, this is from, I believe, oh, I'd have to let me find the article and see. It's, when was this? Oh, this is from uh, June 10th, 2000. Well, no, that's just updated to 2013. Anyway, this is from early 2000s. And it might, it, it's just interesting to hear what Ralph Nader says. So, Frank, if you could cue that up, that short little audio clip, I would appreciate it. And then I can comment on it afterwards if it's Here's possible. What I think it's going to happen. We'll have the usual Green Party and Libertarian parties in 2016. But there are some mega billionaires who are seriously considering running third party. And the minute a mega billionaire announces, like Ross Perot, uh, they get enormous press, they get the polls, and they're in play. And uh, Mayor Bloomberg almost did it in 2012. Uh, and I think it's just uh, uh, almost, almost highly probable that because there's so many mega billionaires now, and a lot of them are in their 40s and 50s, they're going to say, look, we've had enough. We're going to go for a three- or four-party uh, race. And all they got to do is write a check for themselves. So when someone like Mr. Bloomberg's worth $27 billion, to write a $500 million check and not have to dial for dollars and not have to be holding tends to be attractive to a lot of voters. And after all, Ross Perot, even after he dropped out and came back in in 1992, got 19 million votes. So people are ready. But you have to convince them that the candidate has a chance to win. They're not convinced that the little third parties have that chance because of all the obstruction. Independent call. Well, there you go. And I think it's just interesting, you know, because lo and behold, you got Donald Trump in the race, and he's a billionaire, so he's able to write his own ticket, essentially, where someone like Ralph Nader or Pat Buchanan, even though their message might is, well, certainly more polished, certainly more polished than Donald Trump. Donald Trump is just very brash. People do like what he's saying. But Ralph Nader actually has a platform, and so did Pat Buchanan. So does David Duke, uh, for, for instance, and he ran back in 2012. I don't think he's on the ticket at all anymore, any longer. Uh, and that's unfortunate. And, and what's really unfortunate is, and they brag about it, how much they spend to, uh, you know, for the, their presidential bid. And, I mean, it was bragged about last time, you know, with Obama and whoever, what was it, Mitt Romney? I forget who lost against him the second time. It doesn't matter. Uh, but it was bragged about, about the, and it was, I think it was in the billions of dollars that was spent on campaigning. Is that what it takes? I mean, I mean, is, is that what it boils down to, that it has to always just be about money, that if, if, if you don't have any money, you know, you, you can't get your message out there? I don't think that's what the American people want, but that's what we're, we end up with because we continue to support. Now, I understand that we're, we're kind of limited to who we can vote for because of the, the uh, corruption within the Presidential Debate Commission, and I have, and it's just the Wikipedia page, uh, 
and I'll post it in the chat room. Like, I don't think I really have to, to go into, like I said, the whole diatribe about how corrupt or what the presidential uh, debate, debate commission is. But they really are. They really are running. They are running this country. The presidential debate commission is running this country. They pick the candidate that they want. And they have, uh, they make them sign. They actually make them sign. And I had last night, and it was, but it was so small. It was like a PDF that I could barely read it on my screen. I was going to save it and maybe post it, but and like I say, it was so small. But what it was, it was a like a letter of understanding, if you will, to the c- candidates last time around, Romney and, uh, and uh, Obama, right? And there's like a whole bunch of list of rules and what they're going to do and how they can respond and say things. Uh, and then there's criteria. And like I said, it's fairly lengthy. And there's a, also a, 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 you know, like a list of criteria for who can even be on the debates. They have to have so much money and sponsorship by like corporations. And Ralph Nader has pointed that out, that some of the sponsors for the presidential debates are major corporations like AT&T, General Motors, uh, uh, who's the, who's the other one, uh, that I'm trying to think of the, uh, appliance company that turned into a news organization. Who, who is that general electric? Yeah. General electric GE and, and so on. Okay. And so it's big money. Well, obviously, I mean, these, these multinational corporations, they don't want somebody in there like Ralph Nader. That's why he was excluded from that debate up in Massachusetts and nearly arrested. And it's a sham and it, and, and it, and it's and it's it's even more than that. It, you know, to watch that, like when when I watch that, I can't believe the injustice. I just can't believe the injustice, and neither could he. And his supporters are like, "Are you kidding me?" That I was, I'm on the ticket. I'm I'm a viable candidate, and he had a voucher to to you know to to be there. And they and they sent the state police out and. And the state police told him, look, uh, you have two choices. You can either leave of your own free will or we can, or we'll arrest you. And, he, and they asked him, do you, do you want arrested? And Ralph Nader goes, of course I don't want arrested. He said, but I'm not here to disrupt anything. I'm a viable candidate for the president. And you're excluding me. He said, look, the cop is going, and you should YouTube it. Cops is like, hey, they don't want you here. And so... You know, and he's like, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. I'm, I'm not. I'm, you're either going to leave or we're going to we're going to arrest you. And it was interesting. It was interesting because uh, there's a bit of commentary after that by Ralph Nader. And he responded to a few of the comments because some people said he should have got himself arrested. Right. But it was interesting what he said. And Frank, you might be interested in this because it's something you and Al talk about sometimes. He said, and I'm going to have to think back and paraphrase. He said something like, it's, it's, he would have been a defendant then, and it's much harder to get your point across when you're a defendant. So he thought, you know, that's a defensive uh, tactic, if you will. So he didn't think that was the right thing to do. And you know what? I agree with him because, yeah, once you're arrested, now you become a defendant. And so it's hard to get your message out there. So he did do the right thing. Unfortunately, that right thing meant that he had to remove himself from the premises. So anyway, um, I didn't mean to go so long on my kind of opening here because I do have a couple of things that I want to share with you, which is in regard to this whole debate thing and the way, you know, and why Donald Trump is so popular. And now he's on the ticket for a reason. And that's simply because like Ralph Nader said, he can just write his own check. Right. And so they're not going to, they're not going to shy away from a, 
what, what did Ralph Nader say, a $500 million check? Hey, man, we'll take it, you know, but we'll smear you at the same time, you know, but they have to let them in because for them it's all about the money. Okay. Now, so where do I want to go next? Uh, what I will do, hold on. I'm going to read something now, and I believe I have time before the break. I want to read something. Trump is popular for a reason, okay? And here's an article from February 26, 2016. This is out of the Wall Street Journal. It's by Peggy Noonan. And the headline is Trump and the Rise of the Unprotected. Now, let me just start off. It says, we're in a funny moment. Those who do politics for a living, some of them quite brilliant, are struggling to comprehend the central fact, Republican primary race, while, now hold on, are struggling to comprehend the central fact, Republican primary race, that doesn't make sense. While regular people have already absorbed what has happened and is happening. Sometimes uh, these articles don't uh, make any sense in the beginning, and that didn't make any sense. But anyway, I digress. It goes on. Journalists and politicos have been sharing schemes for how Marco, uh, Marco parlays a victory out of winning nowhere, or Ted soars back, or Kasich has to finish second in Ohio. But in my experience, any non-political person on the street, when asked to a win, not only knows, but gets a look as you're teasing him like Trump, they say. You know, it's like, don't you, you know, I guess what they're trying to uh, demonstrate is, you know, the people already know. And so when they're asked the question, they're going, what are you talking about? Of course, Trump. And I guess that's what they're implying with some of this crappy writing. It goes on. I had such a conversation again Tuesday with a friend who repairs shoes in a shop on Lexington Avenue. Jimmy asked me, conversationally, what was going to happen. I deflected and asked who he thinks is going to win. Trump, he shouts back. And, and, and it goes on to describe him. He's a very nice man, an elderly, old-school Italian-American. But I saw the impatient flick across his face. Aren't you supposed to know these things? Is what the, this shoe repairman kind of implied again? In America, now only normal people are capable of seeing the obvious. But actually, it's been that, uh, been true for quite a while, and is how we got in this position we're in in the first place. It goes on. Last October, I wrote of five stages of Trump based on the Kubler-Ross stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Most of the professionals I know are stuck somewhere between four and five. But I kept thinking of how Donald Trump got to be the very likely Republican nominee. There are many answers and reasons, but my thoughts kept revolving around the idea of protection. It is a theme that has been something of a preoccupation in this space over the years, but I think I am seeing it now grow into an overall political dynamic throughout the West. There are the unprotected and the protected. The protected make public policy. The unprotected live in it. The unprotected are starting to push back powerfully. That's what's happening, guys, with Donald Trump. Uh, and it doesn't appear that just, you know, his brashness and, and his lack of uh, stating any kind of real policy initiatives or anything is not hampering him. He just won Michigan last night, right? That's a big deal that he won Michigan. And, I, and, and there was a poll that came out just today. I saw this poll, a Quinnipiac poll, that shows Trump uh, beating Rubio by, by, you know, by twice the percentage. He gained in this poll, uh, Trump had 44% of the people, the vote, essentially, and Rubio had 22%. That's Rubio's own, own home state. So Trump is popular for a reason, and that, and that does confound people. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll stop. I'll, I'll continue on with this article because it, it is quite good. Let's see here. Where did I stop? Okay. Uh, 
They are figures in government, politics, and media. They live in nice neighborhoods, safe ones. Their families function. Their kids go to good schools. They've got some money. All of these things tend to isolate them or provide buffers. Some of them, in Washington, it is more important officials in the executive branch or on the Hill. In Brussels, signifies uh, significant figures in the European Union literally have their own security details. Because they are protected, they feel they can do pretty much anything, impose any reality. They're insulated from many of the effects of their own decisions. One issue, obviously, roiling the U.S. and Western Europe is immigration. It is the issue of the moment, a real and concrete one, but also a symbolic one. It stands for all of the distance between governments and their citizens. It is, of course, the issue that made Donald Trump. And, okay, I guess I would agree with that. Britain will probably leave the European Union over it. In truth, immigration is one in that is one front in that battle, but it is the most salient because of the European refugee crisis and the failure of the protected class to address it realistically and in a way that offers safety to the unprotected. If you are an unprotected American, one with limited resources and negligible access to power, you have absorbed some lessons from the past 20 years' experience of illegal immigration. You know the Democrats won't protect you and the Republicans won't help you. Both parties refuse to control the border. The Republicans were afraid of being called uh, racist, of losing a demographic for a generation. The Democrats wanted to keep the issue alive, to use it as a wedge against the Republicans, and to establish themselves as owners of the Hispanic vote. Many Americans suffered from illegal immigration, and still are, by the way. Its impact on labor markets, financial costs, crime, the sense that the rule of law was collapsing. But the protected did fine. More workers at lower wages, no effect of illegal immigration was likely to hurt them personally. Let's see. It goes on. It was good for the unprotected, but the unprotected watched and saw. They realized the protected were not looking out for them, and they inferred that they were not looking out for the country either. The unprotected came to think they owed the establishment. Another word for the protected. Nothing. No particular loyalty. No old allegiance. Mr. Trump came from that. Similarly, in Europe, citizens on the ground in member nations came to see the EU apparatus as a racket, an elite that operated in splendid isolation, looking after its own while looking down on its people. In Germany, the incident that tipped public opinion against Chancellor Angela Merkel's liberal refugee policy happened on New Year's Eve in the public square of Cologne. Packs of men, said to be recent migrants, groped and molested groups of young women. And see, that was very underreported. I talked about it, and it's, it's very prominent. You can go on YouTube and watch, and it's appalling. It goes on. It was a clash of cultures, and it was that. Hold on. But it was also wholly predictable if any policymaker had cared to think about it. And Exactly. And it, was not protect, and it was not the protected who were the victims, not a daughter of EU officials or members of the uh, Bundestag, the German parliament. It was middle and working class girls, the unprotected, who didn't even immediately protest what had happened to them because they'd been brainwashed into, you know, uh, into thinking if they did say something that they would be labeled a racist and nobody wants to be labeled that, especially in Germany and especially in Europe because of the whole Nazi uh, thing, the whole Nazi propaganda machine that, that is uh, still very much alive out there. I mean, look what they're calling. And you know what? I don't like it. I've just come to the realization that I really even don't like it when, when they call Hillary Hitlery, because I don't like it when they refer to Donald Trump as Hitler. That's wrong to do. That's wrong to do. They do that for a reason. Now, look, Hillary Clinton is a serpent, and she's a vile, disgusting creature, but she is not Hitler. Hitler was his own man, as far as I'm concerned. 
And, and so, uh, you know, Donald Trump isn't a Hitler. And look, there are many articles, uh, many, many, many articles out there, uh, you know, paralleling, if you will, Trump to Hitler. And it's just, that's just wrong. I'm demonstrating why the, how that's wrong right here in this article that I've been reading from. Right here, that's why, this is why a third-party candidate such as Donald Trump is, is popular. Now, if he didn't have the $500 million check, we would have never known about this. Never. We would have had the Marco Rubio or a, a Ted Cruz. And, you know, look, one of them, because they're gerrymandering this thing, if that's the correct uh, uh, you know, term to use with what they're doing, with what they're trying to do. Uh, and I'm going to read a second article after the break about how, the, how they are doing this from Pat Buchanan. Uh, I can go on. There's just a little bit left in this article. Let's see. What marks this political moment in Europe and the U.S. is the rise of the unprotected, is the rise of people who don't have all that much against those who've been given many blessings and seem to believe that they, that believe they have them not because they're fortunate, but because they're better. You see the dynamic in many spheres. In Hollywood, as we still call it, where they make our rough culture, they are careful to protect their own children from its ill effects. In places with failing schools, they choose not to help them through the, uh, the school liberation movement, charter schools, choice, and all that, and et cetera, because they fear to go up against the most reactionary professional group in America, the teachers' union. They let the public schools flounder, but their children go to the best private schools. Look where uh, Obama's children are going, and he's going to stay in Washington, it was reported, uh, after he, he, he leaves office so his, his daughter can graduate from whatever that private school is. Uh, and it's unbelievable. And so I'm, it's, it's close to break, so... I will, uh, I will finish up with this article, guys, after the break, and then I will continue on with this article from Pat Buchanan. I'll just set it up. The headline is, The Oligarchs, Super PAC, Antitrust, Anti-Trump Savagery. And I'm going to couple that with, uh, with a couple of other things after the break that I think you guys might find interesting. Uh, there are these super PACs out there. Uh, one of them that is run by, I think her name is, let's see here, Marilyn Ricketts. She is the wife of the owner of the Chicago Cubs, and I guess her husband is the founder of Ameritrade. Her son is the governor of, uh, and this is a Republican, her son's the governor of Nebraska. She's going after him, dumping well millions, if not billions of dollars, into uh, attack ads against Donald Trump. This is from a Republican. So they're going after him, and only because he has, you know, he's a billionaire himself, that this has failed, but they're they're trying, guys, is my point. They're trying to monkey this thing up. And this, this may be the last draw. I hear the music. I will see you guys after the break.
their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit discount gold and silver trading at dgscoins.com. That's dgscoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices.
welcome back to the second half of the Condition Critical Show. I'm your host, Jay Shanahan. This is my live show for Wednesday, the ninth day of March, 2016. 38 minutes past the hour. Allison Chains and Neil Young there for some musical entertainment. I do want to finish this article because the last part of it is very, uh, it kind of really hits home. So let me finish this quickly. It starts off. Now, this is the last part of the article. This is a terrible feature of our age, that we are governed by protected people who don't seem to care that much about their unprotected fellow citizens. And a country really can't, continue, really can't continue this way. In wise governments, the top is attentive to the realities of the lives of normal people and careful about their anxieties. That's more or less how America used to be. There didn't seem to be so much distance between the top and the bottom. Now it seems the attitude of the, of the top half is, you're on your own. Get with the program, little racist. Social philosophers are always saying the underclass must remoralize. Maybe it's the overclass that must remoralize. I don't know if they're protected. See how serious this movement is or their role in it. And that finishes it up. And I'll comment just briefly on the remoralize. It, that's true for, for everyone. That is really I, essentially... Not essentially. That really is the the top thing that needs to happen in this country. We have become a, a nation of degenerates. And if that offends, well, it should because it, it is offensive. Uh, we we don't we don't believe in anything anymore. Certainly not God or Jesus Christ. Uh, we only we're hedonists. We only believe in in ourselves and what we can get next. And that's not just that's not just a symptom of the protected class, if you will, or the upper class. Man, look, I see it. There is absolutely no balance out there. Uh, even for, I would even say even for the, the piddly ass little homeless guy, that he, wants, he just wants his space and he only cares about himself and not other people. There's way, way, way too much of that going on in this country, and it distresses me. And, I'm, and I'm not, I know I'm not alone in this, but I'm a small minority. I don't, don't want to make it sound either like I'm special or somehow, that I, or that I have any you know, better, if you will, sense of morality or, uh, or anything like that. I do think, however, that I, I do at times, you know, I'll, I'll compliment myself only this far that I do believe that I have, you know, a, maybe a better sense, if you will, of what is just and what is unjust. Uh, I don't like to see injustices go on. I like there to be balance out there. And I care about my country. I care about you know, my neighbors and I care about other people, but it's, it's just, you know, that's a, that's a trait that is, that is obviously lacking. Uh, certainly with the, uh, the protected, if you will, or the upper class. So anyway, guys, I thought that was a very interesting article. Now let me couple that with, uh, I set it up. This is, uh, from, uh, <clears throat> this is from Pat Buchanan and the, the headline is that the oligarchs super PAC anti-Trump, uh, anti-Trump savagery. Because we know, guys, uh, we, we already know that they're going to monkey this thing up. And, you know, like this article I just read that demonstrates the popularity of Trump and why he's so popular. It's, it's, there's a, there are real reasons for this. And it's not because we're all a bunch of little racists. That's what they're trying to push out there. And that's offensive, and we should be offended by that. And I hope more people start to just really get offended, guys. You know, I'm not going to say get your rifles out of the safe just yet, uh, but you might want to start thinking about it, okay? Because if they monkey this thing up, guys, 
I've said it last week, and I think I said it the week before, and I'm going to say it again before I start off with this article. This might be the last time. This may be our last chance. If we let them do this, if we let them do this, guys, if they take this candidate from us, and I'm not saying he's the best candidate, we had better do something about it. We had better, because all the information's out there. It's all out there. And if we just sit back and let them do this, because we're too busy watching Dancing with the Stars or playing with our iPhones, man, then I don't know if I want to live in this country anymore, okay? I actually don't know what I'm going to do if this happens. Uh, I have a kind of an idea, and I don't want to, you know, and I mean, I'm not going to go off the deep end or anything like that, but I do believe that I'm going to crawl further into some kind of a shell somewhere, and you may never hear from me again, because it's really going to, P.O. me if this happens. I have time. I want to start this article, Pat Buchanan. Here goes. Narrow victories. Let me start over. Narrow victories in the Kentucky caucuses and the Louisiana primary, the largest states decided on Saturday, have moved Donald Trump one step nearer to the nomination. Primaries in Michigan, Mississippi, and Idaho on March 8th, and in Florida, Ohio, Illinois, Missouri, and North Carolina on March 15th may prove decisive. Now, we've already gone... We've already had the ones in Michigan and so forth and so on, and he won Michigan, so there you go. If Marco, Rubio, if Marco Rubio does not win his home state of Florida, he is cooked, as Governor John Kasich is, if he does not win Ohio. And I, I already you know, told you about the poll that came out today. You can look it up. It's a Quinnipiac poll, and Trump's beating Marco Rubio hands down, hands down, guys. So there you go. Ted Cruz already looks to be the last man between Trump and the GOP nomination that has gone in the last seven elections to George H.W. Bush, Bob Dole, George W. Bush, John McCain, and Mitt Romney. All five of those nominees since 1988 seem appalled by Trump's triumphs, and only slightly less so by the Cruz alternative. Not in memory has the leadership of a party been so out of touch. The Republican rank and file are in revolt, not only against the failures of their fathers, but the policies of their present rulers. Some among the GOP elites who have waited patiently through the Obama era to recapture control of U.S. foreign policy, are now beside themselves with despair over Trump's success. Fully 116 members of the GOP's National, National Security Committee, many of them veterans of Bush administrations, have signed an open letter threatening that if Trump is nominated, they will all desert, and some will defect to Hillary Clinton. It goes on. Hillary is the lesser evil by a large margin, says Elliot Cohen, of the Bush II State Department. According to Politico's Michael Crowley, Cohen helped line up neocons to sign the Dump Trump Manifesto. Another signer, Robert Kagan, wailed in the Washington Post, the only choice will be to vote for Hillary Clinton. Are they serious? Uh, Pat Buchanan asked. Victory for Clinton would mean her remaking of the Supreme Court, killing all chances that Roe versus Wade could be overturned, or that we could get another justice like Antonin Scalia before 2021. What are these renegades and turncoats so anguished about? Trump calls the Iraq War many of them championed, uh, many of them championed as an historic blunder. Trump says that while a supporter of Israel, he would be neutral, a neutral, honest broker between Israel and the Palestinians in peace negotiations, as was Jimmy Carter at Camp David. Trump says he would get along very well with Vladimir Putin, as Richard Nixon got along with Leonid Brezhnev and Mao Zedong. Trump would launch no new crusades for democracy. He would not oppose Russia bombing ISIS. He would build that wall on the border. He would transfer from U.S. taxpayers 
to rich allies more of the cost of defending themselves. Did not most Americans agree with much of this? Or do not Americans agree with much of this, it's, it asked? Yet the neocon ultimatum about deserting sh- uh, should the voters nominate Trump testifies eloquently to their loyalty to their loyalty, with every ex-president and ex-nominee repudiating Trump and foreign policy elites going rogue, the GOP hierarchy is saying, we will cut Trump dead, just as Rockefeller-Romney crowd cut Barry Goldwater dead. And I've gone over that before. There is, there is pure my way or the highway. This is pure my way or the highway politics. But it raises anew the question, can the establishment stop Trump? And it's, and you know, it's interesting, uh, it's just interesting how people are identifying the establishment, uh, like I've been, uh, uh, you know, demonstrating what the establishment is, because it's no longer just the Republicans or the Democrats. It's both of them coalesced as one, along with the media. And it's interesting because I've seen that defined three or four times just in the past week. So people are, are figuring now. You know, I, I, this isn't a, this shouldn't be a revelation to people, but it's you know. Because it just seems so obvious anyway. Uh, let me go on. But it raises anew the question, can the establishment stop Trump? Answer, it is possible. And we shall know by midnight, March 15th. If Trump loses Florida and Ohio, winner-take-all primaries, he would likely fall short of the 1,237 delegates needed for nomination on the first ballot. How could the anti-Trump forces defeat him in Ohio, Florida, and Illinois? With the same tactics used to shrink Trump's victory margins in Virginia, Louisiana and Kentucky to well below what polls had predicted. In every primary upcoming, Trump is under a ceaseless barrage of attack ads on radio, TV, cable, and social media, paid for by super PACs with hordes of cash funneled in by oligarchs. But Trump, who is self-funding his campaign, has spent next to nothing on ads answering these attacks or promoting himself or his issues. He has relied almost exclusively on free media. And now I'll say that that's not going to work for him, I don't believe, in the end. I, I really don't. So I think he really does need to start doing something here. But uh, it's working so far. Let me finish the article. Yet no amount of free media can match the shell fire falling on him uh, every hour of every day in every primary state. Our principal PACs, backed by, and I mentioned her, Nebraska's billionaire Ricketts family, has poured millions into tra- uh, trashing, trashing Trump. America Future Fund is dumping $1.75 million in Florida this week. Call for growth, $1.5 million. Hedge fund billionaire Paul Singer is backing the Conservative Solutions Pact, which has dumped millions into anti-Trump ads and plans to spend more than $7 million between March 1st and 15th, with four million of that going into Florida. The super PAC pile-on is unprecedented. How well Trump fares in Michigan and Mississippi, measured against how well he is doing in polls, uh, last week will reveal just how successful super PAC savagery has been in changing hearts and minds. Well, let me finish. Can millionaires and billionaires who back open borders, mass, mass immigration, globalization, and the disappearance of nation states into transnational collectives overwhelmed with uh, their millions spent in ads, the patriotic movements that arose this year, blah, 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 and it goes on. So, well, I mean, uh, I guess I would have to say that it didn't work. So far, this hasn't worked, uh, this, these super PACs and what they're doing. Because now, I don't know how, I haven't looked at the, uh, the exit polls, if you will. I don't know how well Trump did in Michigan, but he did win. And that, you know, according to, to everyone, that, seemed to, that seems to be a pretty large measuring stick, if you will, uh, as to his popularity. 
and and also to the effectiveness of of the super PACs and how they are savaging him. So it didn't work, guys. That is that's 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 a good thing, okay? But they're but they're not going to stop. Is I guess the the, the larger uh, point that uh, that I'm trying to make here. And I have time. I do. I have time. Let me uh, let me go back here. Let me see where I was, because what I want to uh, talk about next is let me find it. The uh, no, that's not it. Hold on. Bear with me. Here it is. I, you know, he, uh, Pat Buchanan just uh, talked about the Ricketts uh, family and, and what this, this woman is doing. Now, she's not the only one. Uh, Ricketts-backed PAC slams unpredict, unelectable Trump in a new ad campaign. Just let me start off. A political action committee funded by Marilyn Ricketts, the matriarch of the family who owns the Chicago Cubs, has started airing attack ads against Donald Trump in the lead-up to the March 15th presidential primary. Our principal PAC, that's the name of it, which has received $3 million from Ricketts, released ads Wednesday attacking Trump for his policies on race and his ill-fated Trump University. See? I mean, it's just so unbelievable. I mean, don't go after the man and his you know, policies. Just call him a racist. Uh, don't they understand that that's not working and people are getting sick and tired of that? I mean, don't, don't they see? No, of course they don't see this because they have no idea. This woman has no idea. She just thinks it's so easy to just, hey, man, just call him a racist, and that'll shut him up. It, I mean, it's worked before. I, you know, and and I, I have hope that people are, are getting, you know, sensing that that just that is not working anymore. It just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, maybe in the beginning, okay, yeah, okay, maybe I'll, maybe I'll tone my rhetoric down. Okay, you got me. But over and over and over and over and over and over again, it's not possible. It's not possible for someone to always be wrong and always just be a racist just because they disagree with, you know, Julio or uh, Rufus, the black guy down the street. I mean, look, and that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did, certainly during Obama's first run up to the uh, uh, president. (laughs) That was all it was. And it was on every news network. If you disagree, if if you don't like Obama and don't, you don't support him, it's obviously because you're a racist. And that's how, that's how he won the white house through no other, for no other reason. That's how he, Obama initially won the first his first term as president it was simply because it simply it was simply because you know they labeled people that disagreed with them or you know didn't support him as a racist how shallow was that how how retarded was that well anyway it's not working let me let me uh continue on with this last month trump went after the rick went after the rickets and you know that is you know, the Maryland rickets and so forth in a tweet accusing the family of donating money to campaigns to prevent him from winning the nomination. I hear rickets, the rickets family who own the Chicago Cubs are secretly spending money against me. Trump tweeted, they better be careful. They have a lot to hide. Well, you know, that's, that's, yeah, that's tough talk. And that's, that's like, you know, these, you know, cause all these people kind of know where each and every one of them got bodies buried and so forth. Uh, whatever. Now, let's see. Uh, Chicago Cubs chairman Tom Ricketts responded to Trump's claims during a press conference in Arizona last week. Quote, it's a little surreal when Donald Trump threatens your mom, Ricketts told reporters. The fact is, whether it's my mom or my dad or his ending spending or his ending spending stuff or my sister on marriage equality or my 
brothers and what they do or what we do with the team. We're pretty much an open book, whatever. We stand up for what we believe in. That's what America should be, he added. They have no idea. They have no idea what America is or should be, these people. It's unbelievable how they, and, and, and you hear a lot of, you hear it, look, you know, it's not just the Republicans. You know, certainly when you hear it from the Democrats like Hillary, we're going to make America great again, and we're going to, she wouldn't know, a, you know, what the greatness of America is if it freaking ran her over with a freaking dump truck. These people are so, so out of touch. Does anyone in their right mind think that, you know, the Ricketts family, if you will, knows anything about the greatness of America and what, how, what made America great when they live in their freaking ivory towers somewhere? And like the article, the first one I read in the, begin, in the first half of the show, they have no idea. They are so insulated, so insulated by their, their policies and by what's going on out here. And they're appalled. They're appalled. And the only thing they can do when the, the masses of people are, are, you know, have been pushing back, the only thing they can do is call us names. Oh, you're just a racist. You, want, you don't want the, you know, the illegals here, the Mexicans? Oh, you don't like Mexicans? No, dumbass. No. That's what is happening, guys. It's interesting, and it really is. I have some hope that these tactics are going to fail. But there's much to be done, I believe. And that it largely depends and is incumbent on Donald Trump. I've asked the question, uh, and I'll ask you guys the question. Do you think he can t- continue to win and, and to keep his momentum by just by the status quo? In other words, by just doing what he's been doing? Or do you think maybe he needs to shift gears here? Uh, that's the thing. Well, that's what I believe. I think, I, and I said it last week, I think he does need to shift gears. He's, he's got the people now, essentially, right? You got the crowd. Remember last week when I kind of talked like I was his chief of staff, if you will, and I would still, if I was his chief of staff, say, Donald, we had this conversation last week, man. You got the people. Now it's time. Now we need to, now we need to go after, we need to d- define these policies. I don't know. I, you know I, I'm just thinking that's what they, that they need to do. Uh, I can continue on with this article somewhat. I have time, and it because it's, it, it's very enlightening. Uh, blah, blah, let's see where I go. We stand up where we in America should be. Okay. Our principal... PAC web, web uh, ad released Wednesday titled Unelectable criticizes Trump's racial policies and features David Letterman saying, I flawed, flat out called Trump a racist. In the ad, Trump defends his relationship with African Americans. I have a great relationship with blacks, Trump says in the ad. I've always had a great relationship with blacks. The ad then features a clip of journalist Karen Hunter dispelling this claim. Quote, he does not have a great relationship with the blacks. And you can ask five kids from New York City during a Central Park jogger rapist trial when Donald Trump took out a full-page ad calling for the death penalty. Hunter said he wanted to kill these kids, and it turned out that they were innocent. Yeah, no, they weren't. The Central Park Five, comprised of four black juveniles and one Hispanic juvenile, were wrongfully convicted of a 1989 rape that took place in New York's Central Park. You know, see, that's a nice try, and that's what they do, and that's a nice try. But it obviously didn't work. The defendant spent between 6 and 13 years in prison, blah, blah, blah. So this is the whole, you know... This is the whole, what was it, uh, the Willie Horton thing, and that backfired, you know, that, that backfired. So these types of things that, you know, that this Marilyn Ricketts, this, this despicable person, and she needs to be hung by the neck until dead, as far as I'm concerned, along with her husband and her son, who is the governor of Nebraska. People are tired, folks. People are tired of this. We're tired. We're, we're, 
We're sick and tired of seeing what is going on in this country. You can't work hard enough to get ahead. You just can't. People can't save money because we're taxed to oblivion. It's the working people that pay the bills in this country and that make this country great. How did this woman get her money? By, by playing shell games at Ameritrade. And they become billionaires off the backs. And that is exactly how they became billionaires. And it's, well, it's how they became millionaires in the first place. And then from there, it's just so easy to become a billionaire because of the policies that they promote through globalism and all these multinationals. And they don't care. I have, now I'm running, I'm, I'm out of time for this hour. So uh, for those of you that can stick around for the second half, uh, please do. I have, I'm going to cover some different things in the, sec, in the uh, second hour of my show for today. So I will, guys, see you on the other side. And remember this, folks. Freedom comes from the sword.
body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one four. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices.
welcome back. This is the second hour of uh, the Condition Critical Show for Wednesday. The uh, ninth day of March, it is 10 minutes now past the hour. Uh, that was different, I guess. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to need a couple of different songs for the, the, the break on this hour. Uh, Frank, maybe I'm a little confused as to, as to the, how we did that there. Uh, hmm. So maybe you can help me out now that you're on the air. So will I need a couple of songs for the break here? Uh, coming up? I will? Okay. All right, well... I'll let Frank pick those, and or maybe I can do it uh, while I'm talking because I I do want to. I, I got some different things I want to cover, so let's just start off. The, let's just let's just call this first half of the show. Uh, let's see how do I want to title this? Uh, I, how I want to title this? I had it in my head. Uh, kind of put this in the category of you didn't think this could happen here. <laughs> well, it can happen here. Here's the headline, and I got a couple of articles. Uh, that will kind of be contained in this topic, if you will. The headline is, $725 million program, Army Killed, Found Alive and Growing. It starts off, the Army misled Congress and taxpayers when it said it had killed in 2014 a program that embedded social scientists with combat units, according to a congressman, a defense official, and Army documents. Last year, the Army said it had terminated the controversial battlefield Antropathy program known as the Human Terrain System, which had been plagued by documented timesheet fraud, racism, and sexual harassment. Now, hold on a second here. What are you doing? Hold on. Eh, let's get rid of that. Okay. Where did, I, where, where did I leave off? Sexual harassment. Okay. It's not clear why the Army said the program was dead, according to a Defense Department official who spoke on condition of anonymity because officials were not authorized to speak publicly about the program. I'm not the only one that has a problem with the whole condition of an anonymity thing. Uh, and in fact, if I were a reporter, I, I probably wouldn't even write this article unless the guy gave me his name. Or I would just put say the name. I would not be beholden to this whole, uh, I'm going to not put your name because whatever you're not. No, you, can't get, you don't get to remain anonymous. Okay, we need to know who this is. Anyway, uh, and then because officials, yeah, not authorized to speak. Not only is the human terrain system alive, the official said, but the Army could expand it if more money becomes available. Its continued existence and potential expansion outraged Representative Duncan Hunter, a Republican of California, a member of the Armed Services Committee, who is himself, uh, guys, he's a veteran. I think he was a Marine, and he served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, and he's pretty prominent. You guys, I'm sure, have heard of him. He's a pretty uh, prominent uh, you know, outspoken, uh, you know, member of Congress for, for veterans and veterans affairs. Uh, let me continue on with the article. This is a quote from him. It's absolutely astonishing that the army wants to convince itself that it never killed HTS. That is the human terrain systems program after it was publicly acknowledged that the program was done. Hunter said, he went on to quote, even if true, the program was never killed, the Army was happy with members of Congress and the scientific community thinking and believing it was killed. The Army is evidently okay with uh, taking people for fools. The human terrain system remains a program of record, which means it is designated to receive funding for years to come, the official said. Its current budget is about $1.2 million per year and employs two Army officers, two civilian employees, and five contractors. 
Though there is no longer a requirement to deploy, to deploy social scientists to battlefields, commanders have stated a need for social and cultural information in areas that they operate, the official said. The program has spent more than $725 million since 2007, according to budget documents. Peak spending came in 2010 when the Army doled out $159 million as it rapidly expanded the effort during the height of the counterinsurgency wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. Contractors uh, train civilians with degrees in social science on how to advise commanders on avoiding needless fighting and targeting aid to local populations. It just goes on and on. I don't really need to continue on with it, but that's, I mean, just kind of put that in. They didn't think it can happen here uh, category, right, guys? And how, how, how much more of this type of stuff is going on? Well, uh, funny you should ask. Where is it? Let me, uh, I'm using a different device here. Here's, here's something. This is uh, kind of in line with that. It, you know, don't think it can happen here. And how many programs are, are like this? Well, here you go. Here it is. Pentagon report justifies deployment of military spy drones over the U.S. That's the headline. Now, let me just go back for a second here. Uh, they're spending all that money on this human terrain systems program, and it's ongoing, apparently, even though that they, you know, the, the Army kind of officially said that the program had been killed. Well, I heard a report yesterday, and it involved Duncan Hunter, because some Navy SEALs uh, have contacted him. Maybe you guys have heard this. I just heard it on the radio yesterday. Uh, some Navy SEALs have complained to him that they don't have enough rifles, assault rifles, real ones, if you will. Uh, and so they went to him and complained that before, like, they can go on deployment, they have to wait for SEALs that are coming back from deployment to get their weapons, essentially, right? It's like, okay, i got to wait for, for Bob to come back so I can get his M14 because we don't have any. They don't have any weapons. So my point is they got all this money, apparently, for the Human Terrain Systems Program to embed social scientists, right? And... They don't have enough M14s, which is like the primary weapon, or at least battle rifle for Navy SEALs and for Special Operations Forces. You can, you can look it up. It's essentially a modified uh, M1A rifle. Very good rifle, by the way. So anyway, I just thought I would bring that to your attention. And again, now let me go back to this report. Here, it's the Pentagon justifies deployment of military spy drones over the U.S. It starts off, the Pentagon has deployed drones to spy over U.S. territory for non-military missions over the past decade, but the flights have been rare and lawful, according to a new report. The report by a Pentagon inspector general made public under the Freedom of Information Act request said spy drones on non-military missions have occurred fewer than 20 times between 2006 and 2015 and always in compliance with existing law. You know, I like how they say that. Uh, they know what they're doing is wrong. Uh, and so before they do it, they get somebody to pass some kind of law that nobody knows about, nobody's ever seen, they, they, and nobody can look it up, right? But then they just say, oh, no, no, it's lawful. That, that's easy to do when you're in charge. Just say, hey, well, okay, that's illegal, or the people won't like it because of the Constitution and, and privacy and the Bill of Rights and Declaration of Independence. Oh, well, we'll just pass a law. That doesn't make it right, okay? But that's kind of what they're doing here. It's unbelievable. The report, which did not provide details on any, any of the domestic spying missions, said the Pentagon takes issue, takes the issue of military drones used over American soil very seriously. Yeah, sure they do. The Pentagon has publicly posted at least a partial list of the drone missions that have flown in non-military airspace over the United States and explains the use of the aircraft. 
The site lists nine missions for, uh, flown between 2011 and 2016, largely to assist with search and rescue, floods, fires, or National Guard exercises. Well, I would only go on to say that they use those as a, uh, you know, those types of missions, you know, the, the search and rescue and floods. And that's like a ruse. You know, they, that's just a ruse. Oh, uh, or maybe there is a fire that they started, right? They'll go, hey, go start a fire over there, uh, Bob, and down in the woods there, because we need to uh, see what's going on. Uh, what do you mean there, Joe? Hey, we got we want to fly this drone, but it's illegal for us to do that because of privacy and the Constitution, you know, and the Bill of Rights and all that. But, hey, if you, if you go over there and start a fire, well, well, then we can launch this drone and say we're helping the fire department. Oh, yeah, 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 now I get it. Okay. All right, I'll get some accelerant. And where's the gas? Where'd you put the leave the gas can? Oh, yeah. That's how this that's how this happens. And that really is. And that might sound conspiratorial. That might sound too much like uh, I got my, you know, tinfoil hat on too tight. But hey, guys, uh, prove me wrong. Where did I leave off? Uh, the, there is National Guard. Okay. A senior policy analysis for the ACLU, Jay Stanley, said it, it is good news. No legal violations were found. Yet the technology is so advanced that it's possible laws may require revision. Uh, no, I disagree. If it's wrong, it's wrong. You don't need to revise. We know the difference between right and wrong. The laws of physics or the laws of what is right and wrong, the, 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 the physics of that, that doesn't change. That doesn't change. The only thing that changes is the unlawfulness uh, or the continued unlawfulness and the corruption and, and, and the unbalance, like I talked about in, the, you know, the, uh, you know, in my previous hour. That's the only thing. Essentially, like the one article mentioned about the like how we need to remoralize. Okay, so anyway, where did I leave off? Uh, sometimes new technology changes so rapidly that existing law no longer fits uh, what people think is appropriate. Stanley said it's important to remember that the American people do find this to be very, very sensitive topic. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess we do find it to be kind of a very kind of very sensitive topic, but the vast majority of people also understand that it is wrong. It's always going to be wrong in the first place. And like I said, it doesn't matter that you've made a law or that you're going to revise a law. It's still not going to make it right. That's my point. So to just poo-poo this kind of with this, uh, and he seems like he's a tool, this ACLU Jay Stanley fella, you know, these are the people, you know, the American Civil Liberties Union that are supposedly supposed to be looking out for the little guy. But many times we know that doesn't happen. It goes on. Other federal agencies own and operate drones. The use of unmanned aerial surveillance drones over the U.S. surfaced in 2013 when then FBI Director Robert Mueller testified before Congress that the Bureau employed spy drones to aid investigations, but in a very, very minimal way. Very seldom, he said. Now, let's see. The Inspector General analysis was completed March 20th, 2015, but not released uh, publicly until last Friday. It said that with advancements in drone technology, along with widespread military use overseas, the Pentagon established interim guidance in 2006 governing when and whether the unmanned aircraft could be used domestically. The interim policy allowed spy drones to be used for homeland defense purposes in the U.S. and to assist civil authorities. Well, it goes on and on and on. Uh, Frank had mentioned, I had called into Frank's show uh, last night, and he had mentioned, uh, and I have the article somewhere here. I wonder, Frank, if you had, did you talk about that on your noon show, that article that you posted? Oh, where is it? And it was from Blacklisted News. I thought I had saved that. 
And so if you have gone over that, let me see here. Let me pull it up. And I'm doing this on my regular machine, and it's it's working. I don't know, Frank, if you had covered this. The, the headline is Navy Secretly Conducting Electromagnetic Warfare Training on Washington Road. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting, guys. This is, again, and it's a topic of, to, you know, the first half of this show is, you know, you didn't think it can happen here, and you don't think that these things are happening here. And it's, you know, it's really unbelievable because they really are. And it's unfortunate that some of this stuff, now, the two articles that I just kind of referenced are from mainstream publications. They're from the USA Today. And, well, at least the first one was, I think, the, the uh, or the second one. The first one, I, I, I got rid of that. I think that was from the AP. But nevertheless, those are mainstream publications. Uh, this headline, Navy Secretly Conducting elect- Electromagnetic Warfare Training on Washington Roads, is from Blacklisted News, and I believe that's Doug Owen, and I, uh, he used to have a show, and he still might somewhere. At least I think that's who it is. Maybe someone in the chat room can correct me if I'm wrong. Either way, it, I, I like his content. And so, but my, my, you know, my point is, it's a shame that this type of stuff gets relegated to what would be considered alternative or tinfoil haddish conspiracy type websites, because that's unfortunate. Uh, and this isn't the first time that the Navy in, in this state has, has been doing the various things. I brought to uh, my state representative's attention about uh, something that was kind of a continuation, if you will, of Jade Helm 15. And I talked about it on one of my previous shows here, I, get, I think within the last month, guys, about uh, you know Navy SEALs doing uh, training, if you will, like domestic terrorist-type uh, mount training. And I describe what mount is. It's an acronym for military operations in an urban terrain not just on military bases. And that was the point I made to my uh, representative, is that, hey, man, the Navy already has vast areas. The military itself have vast areas. Uh, And this article mentions the one that I'm hopefully going to get to here eventually. They mentioned the Yakima uh, Training Center, which is AKA or otherwise known as the Yakima Firing Center, and I spent time there. Um, Well, all people do when they're in the military, especially when you're in a special operations unit like I was in the Rangers. Uh, We went out there and worked, and you have, we had people at the time, I think, from the 24th Mech as as, uh, op four people, aggressors, if you will. My point is, that's a large area. I mean, they already have these designated areas. The the American people do not want, they do do not want the military. Uh, That's the whole posse comitatus thing, is it not? We don't want the military. Uh, operating on our streets uh, and using our streets, guys, our roads, our national parks, our state parks, any land, public or private property, that is not designated for the military. We don't want the military there. Go to the Yakima Firing Center, guys. You have Go to Fort Lewis. Fort Lewis is a huge base, huge. And they have, well, back when I served, they had a town, and the name of the town was Romagan, because back when I served, we were, you know, still in the whole cold war thing and it was the whole fall to gap and all that stuff and we're gonna we're planning for the russian coming down through you know the whole fall to gap thing if you guys are you know know what i'm talking about there and anyway this was like a a a mock german village and it was very elaborate very elaborate with buildings sewer systems uh and you name it and it was like it was like a town guys uh and then we as rangers you know uh assaulted if you will uh, this town repeatedly. It was uh, over the course of about a week and a half. In fact, 
it, it even it had a tire house incorporated within this town. If you're familiar with a tire house, it's a house essentially built out of tires so you can use live ammunition. Very intense and very cool, to, by the way, uh, to, uh, to, uh, you know, to do that, that type of stuff. That was all very cool. But anyway, this, again, this kind of stuff is, is ongoing, guys. This, I, what, this is just another example, and this is like the third one in this half hour of didn't think it can happen here, but it is. And couple that with where some of this stuff ends up. And what I mean by that, it's, this is on blacklisted news. A lot of this stuff that is going on, like I said, unfortunately ends up here. And, and it becomes like too much poison when you talk to people about this. You know, they're like, oh, you're just, there you go again, you know. And that's unfortunate, you know, that people feel that way. It's like, no, man, really, it's, it's happening. Oh, where'd you get that? Did you get that off the Internet? There you go again. Well, that doesn't mean it's not happening, though, does it, guys? Uh, no, I don't think so. And I promise I am going to get to this article, but we are getting close to break. And since I hadn't uh, picked a couple of songs, maybe you guys can just bear with me uh, while I... Pick a couple of songs there, guys, for the, uh, and I'm going to have to do this quickly. Um, oh, you do? Okay. So we'll let Frank go ahead and do a couple of songs. And I have just a few minutes here before break. I'm going to, I'm going to start off, uh, guys, uh, the, the second half of the second hour uh, reading from this article, because uh, I really do think that you guys are going to find this interesting. And at the same time, I would like it to be like a call to action. Because it certainly is for me, this is something that as soon as I get off the phone, I'm going to contact my representative because I have yet to hear back from him. Uh, I think I mentioned to you guys that he had sent me a follow-up email that he was in, in contact and hadn't heard back from the Department of the Navy and so forth. Well, I'm going to contact him again and say, uh, hey, uh, Dick, that's his name, Dick Murray. I would change my name <laughs> if my name was Richard. I would not want to be called Dick. I'm sorry. Uh, I just wouldn't. I'd change my name to Bob. I just changed my name to Bob. But anyway, I'm going to call Representative Murray uh, after the show. I want it to be a call to action, guys, for you guys as well. Now, I know this is happening, or, you know, this exercise is, is, is happening in, in my state, which is Washington State. Excuse me. Uh, but there's probably uh, similar things going on where you live. Uh, and, you, you, you know, look, you need to... You need to find, you need to root those things out. You need to find them, guys. Uh, and it's probably very easy to do because uh, this stuff just, you know, with the age of the Internet and the, the, the amount of information that is out there, and they hate that, but, but it's, it's still, it's out there. And, and you need to uh, call your representatives about it. Okay, we're at the break, and I'll see you afterwards.
people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Okay, folks, welcome back to the second half of the second hour of the Condition Critical Show. I'm your host, Jay Shanahan, and you're listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. You can go to the American Voice Radio or AmericanVoiceRadio.com. That's the website for this network. And uh, you can get into the chat room. A lot of people in there now at the moment talking back and forth, commenting on the music. Uh, that second song, I didn't pick uh, these last two songs. Frank did. Thank you, Frank. And no, it was neither Megadeth nor Iron Maiden. Good, good guesses both, though. That was Queensryche uh, with Revolution. Uh, I, I forget the, the title of the song. Uh, Revolution something. And before that, obviously, UFO. Uh, obviously, UFO. And, you know, it's just unbelievable to me anyway. I like music. And I'm sure you guys know that. And, I mean, I really like music. I listen to a lot of music. And I know a lot of trivia and, you know, just kind of goofy, you know, useless information about, oh, you know, a whole bunch of bands and the variety of bands, if you will. And, and I, I'm a lot, you know, I get confounded sometimes as to why certain bands just, I don't know, for whatever reason, don't, you know, uh, don't, and obviously just don't get as popular uh, as others do. I don't understand how that works sometimes. I know there's a lot of marketing and, 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 and things like that, but I'm speaking of UFO uh, they were just a great band. And if you're not familiar with them, uh, you really should listen to their stuff. They were just phenomenal. Uh, and their best incarnation, obviously, is with Michael Shanker on lead guitar. Michael Shanker is the brother of Rudolf Shanker, who is one of the original founding members of the Scorpions. And the Scorpions founded in the, in the mid, I think even the early 60s, uh, the Scorpions did. And, of course, Klaus Meinen, the lead vocal, and, you know, their, their original incarnation was him, uh, Klaus Meinen, uh, Rudolf Schenker on lead guitar, Michael Schenker, his brother, and he was like 17 years old or I think even 16 years old. Uh, and then they had another guitar player, Uli Roth. They had him, and I forget the, the, the drummer's name uh, and the bass player. They, they had these German names, but anyway. And they're still pretty much the same band, the Scorpions are. Rudolf Schenker's still there, so is Klaus Mine, and they do have a different drummer. Uh, and Uli Roth left a long time ago. He's kind of an interesting guy if you Google him and if you YouTube some of Uli Roth. Uh, he kind of got into the whole psychedelic thing, and, but he was a very good guitar player. I think he's still alive. Check him out. Uh, anyway, I go on and on. Yes, so... Uh, what was I going to say? I was just going to f- finish up on UFO. They're a great band. So anyway, let's just move on from the music. And now I do want to, hold on a second. I do want to, uh, guys, uh, uh, get, get through this article. And it's, again, from Blacklisted News. Frank posted it in the chat room last night. And, well, hold on. What I will do, if I can, yeah, this, this should work. I hope this link works, guys. I hope it captured the whole thing. I'll post it for you as well uh, in, in the chat room right now, this article. Hold on. Let me know if that works, guys. Somebody kind of click that and let me know if it works or if you get a 404. I don't know if I captured the whole thing. Anyway, uh, and I'll check back in the chat room here in a second because I'm going to read from this article. Again, the headline is, Navy secretly conducting electromagnetic warfare on Washington roads. And the source is truth out, and that's the source that uh, Doug Owen is using. So it, it starts off, without public notification of any kind, the U.S. Navy has secretly been conducting electromagnetic warfare testing and training on public roads in western Washington State for more than five years. 
an email thread between the Navy and U.S. Forest Service between 2010 and 2012, recently obtained uh, via a Freedom of Information Act request filed by an Oregon-based author and activist, Carol Van Strum, in November 2014, revealed that the Navy has likely been driving mobile electromagnetic warfare emitters and conducting electromagnetic warfare training in the Olympic National Forest and on public roads on Washington's Olympic Peninsula since 2010. And the Olympic Peninsula, obviously, is to the west of where I live, and it, you know, it's the, the more prominent cities in, out there like Port Angeles and Squim and Forks and so forth. If you guys you know, aren't familiar, you can maybe look up those towns and, and kind of see, and that's primarily, I mean, where the Olympic National Park is, which is a <laughs> beautiful national park. I spend a lot of time at the Olympic National Park. I just love it almost as much as I love Mount Rainier National Park. They're just beautiful places to visit, and I do a lot of backpacking and camping there. It's just really cool. But look what they're doing there, too. The article goes on. Let me check the chat room really quick. I, I, okay, I don't see anyone. I would like to just make sure that article, uh, the link that I posted works, guys. So if anybody could check that out for me, I'd appreciate it. Let me continue on. Uh, in one of the 2012 emails, Navy contractor Gerald Sedona, or Sedona, or Sedano, I'm sorry, Sedano, Sedano, I'm so sorry, whatever, explained that the Navy utilized EW, electronic warfare ranges, uh, outside the local vicinity. But he went on to say that the aim of establishing an electromagnetic warfare range on the Olympic uh, Peninsula would be to conduct all training locally on the Olympic Peninsula rather than further afield. This means that rather than using expensive training areas the Navy already has asset access to, like uh, the Yakima Firing Center in eastern Washington, like I had you know, uh, described earlier, the Navy aims to use the Olympic National Forest in areas adjacent to the Olympic National Park instead, which, guys, is wrong. They shouldn't be doing that. And there's a quote, what the Navy is doing, we have no idea because they don't tell us, and that's a quote. And it goes on, as truth out previously reported the Navy itself has produced a medical study showing that exposure to electromagnetic radiation causes a myriad of health problems, including corneal damage, tubular degeneration of the testicles, brain heating, sterility, altered penile function, death, cranial nerve disorders, seizures, convulsions, depression, insomnia, chest pain, and even sparking between dental fillings. That's all nice. That's all great, isn't it? That's just wonderful. That's good stuff. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. The article goes on. Other reports by the U.S. Air Force, NASA, medical doctors, and scientific publications confirm these and other uh, deleterious health effects that will result from the Navy's electromagnetic weaponry arsenal, in addition to large-scale negative impacts on birds, aquatic life, and other biota. What did I hear... I, what show did I hear this on? It was on this network. Maybe, Frank, it was you who was talking about it, about uh, cell phone towers. Uh, did you guys uh, you know, listen to that show? I think it was Frank that was talking about how these uh, cell phone towers only need like a certain amount of wattage, if you will, like very low to do what they need to do. But at the same time, they're pumping out like quadruple the amount of you know, wattage that they need or can, if that makes any sense. It's, this is kind of the same thing, guys. Uh, and they're doing it for a reason, obviously. 
you know, they've got these uh, cell phone towers, and now there's obviously a report out there that these things are rigged, and at some point, any point, they can switch those things on. And look, uh, I read, uh, there's a series of books by Matthew Bracken, and I can't see them at the moment. They're behind me on my bookshelf. I posted them in the chat room before. It's a, it's a three-book series, and you guys should really look it up. The guy's name is Matthew Bracken. He's a former Navy SEAL, and he wrote these books, and they were very good. And in one of the books, it talks about uh, how the military, and, and they do have this, it's a weapon. It's like a, uh, it's like a sound wave pulser thing that creates, you know, so, you know, the, the sound wave is, is so intense that it, it like creates heat and it basically flies people, you know, it radiates them to death by sound. It's, and it's used as a, um, in the book, it, you know, this is obviously like the, the book is kind of after the revolution, if you will, in the country, and the country's kind of fallen to crap and whatever. And so they got, in the book, uh, they have like United Nations peacekeepers, you know, roaming the streets of America, and they use this devices like crowd control. Okay, well, that's what they're, now look, you know, uh, is it a stretch to say that, what the Navy is doing here with this, again, the headline secretly conducting electromagnetic warfare training. Well, you know, what good comes of that? I mean, I described, you know, the, the side effects or, you know, the, the health problems that, that, that occur as a result of that. What, so what? So what, what good comes of it then? So why are they doing it? Well, well, it's a very effective form of crowd control is what I'm saying. I mean, who wants to have altered penile function? I mean, come on, guys. Uh, how about death? I mean, that's kind of bad, isn't it? Tubular, uh, how about tubular degeneration of the testicles or brain heating? Nobody wants that, but it is very effective form of crowd control. I mean, you're not going to be out there in the streets chanting and rah, rah, rahing and protesting and holding up signs and protesting the government when this little MRAP shows up with this device on it and they go, okay, Bob, uh, it's time for you to shut up. And if you don't, they just hit a little switch and, you know, the Vulcan death ray. Oops. Uh, okay. Uncle, uncle too late, too late. They just fried half of your face and, and, and now you can't walk and talk and, and do anything. And, and you're, 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 you know, you're, uh, what's the other thing here? Uh, you, your your uh, dental fillings are sparking. Okay. That'd probably pretty much shut you up right there. Okay. When your dental fillings uh, start sparking. So anyway, I digress. Let me go on. As Truthout pre- previously reported, the Navy intends to conduct widespread electromagnetic warfare training across much of the Olympic Peninsula, which would entail flying as many as 153 jets down to 1,200 feet above the ground in some areas. And 2,900 training exercises lasting up to 16 hours per day, 260 days per year, with no end date in sight. Well, that's pretty amazing, uh, guys. Hold on a second here. That is pretty amazing. I was just checking the chat room. Let me just go on. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and they said, okay, and it goes on. Yeah, I have time. The Navy's, the Navy's plans also include setting up mobile units on the ground with towers emitting electromagnetic radiation signals for the planes to locate as part of their exercises. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Right, where the people are, you know, where the people are protesting, uh, the planes need to be able to find that so they can, you know, hit them with the 20-millimeter cannons. Right? I guess. That's, you know, I mean, why else? According to an email from Navy, from Naval Warfare Range Manager Keith Mathias, 
If the Navy gets its way, there will be 275 events per year between the mobile emitters and ships at sea. This information is not mentioned in any public document. The definition of event is not clear, but according to other Navy documents, a single event can last from a few minutes to several days. If combined, the total number of events in the Olympic, Okanagan, Wenatchee, and Colville National Forest will will be over 5,000, guys, over 5,000. Sedano also stated the Navy's intent to drive the mobile emitters on existing roads and trails throughout the Olympic Peninsula and all through most of the region as well as outside the geographical confines of the MOAs which is uh, MOAs is an acronym for military operating areas, uh, to optimize and uh, vary training scenarios. It goes on. This means that while the Navy has been under widespread and growing public pressure against its proposed electromagnetic warfare training on the Olympic Peninsula starting this year, it has in fact already been secretly conducting training for at least five years in the Olympic National Forest and on public roads across the entire Olympic Peninsula. It goes on. Further documentation obtained through Freedom of Information Act requests make it clear that the electromagnetic games have already been underway for some time. A map, and in this article, that's a link. You can click on that, and I, I won't do it now, but that's, that's good. There's, so it's, you know, that's better detailed information, so you can click on this link and get a map of the area. It goes on. Here, I'll start over. A map of, from a permit issued by the Forest Service to the Navy in 2011 is labeled Results of Area Review 14 through 18 November in support of Naval Electronic Warfare Training in the Northwest. Okay, I don't necessarily need to go on. It's a lengthy article, and you should really check it out, guys. And I guess the whole point of not only this, but the other uh, things that I mentioned in the uh, uh, first half of my show today is a call to action. Uh, you know, we can sit on our hands or, you know, and not do anything and just allow this to happen, and that's mostly what we do unfortunately you know and with the with i believe the wrong-headed um idea that there's nothing that we can do about it and i hear that all the time ah, what are you going to do about it you know there you go again that's just the way they are and you know uh there's nothing that you can do about it well yeah guys it's it's the same thing as uh it's the same thing as what they consider throwing your vote away for voting for you know an alternative candidate or a third-party candidate if you will they say, oh, you're throwing your vote away. <clears throat> I know you're not. You know, when, when, you, when you vote for the lesser of two evils, that is throwing your vote away. Okay? And so it's, it's imperative. It's imperative, guys, if we're going to take back our country, that we do something about the knowledge that we have. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's really the key. I'm trying to formulate this the best way I can without, I don't want to offend anyone, but, but we far too often guys just sit on our hands and and, and think that we can't do anything about it. And that is couldn't, couldn't be further from the truth. We can affect change, you know, and sometimes, and sometimes we almost get there. Like I believe we are right now. I believe we we're in a moment right now where we are, Things are happening. Change is on the brink of really being affected here. The establishment is running scared. They're spending millions, combined billions of dollars, to try and keep their ivory towers erected, if you will. Because they see them 
crumbling. And here's the thing. Uh, I, I don't know if this is the, the right phrase to use, but it's really not a zero-sum game to them either. I mean, we don't want it all. I, you know, I don't want it all. I, you know, I don't want to own the Chicago Cubs. That's fine. That's your team, man. But I, I do want to own my own little piece. I want my own little piece of freedom. I want what's best for me, too. But we can't do that sitting on our hands and not saying anything and not picking up the phone or just doing something simple like, you know, if you can't pick up the phone, then send an email. Say, hey, uh, Representative uh, Bob, I noticed this was happening and I just, I just came across this. Uh, hey, man, uh, what's going on here? Let them know. Let them know that you're out there and that you're paying attention. Because, look, they know we're not. Obviously, they know we're not. And now, many of the reasons why is as a direct result of their corruptness and, and, and their, how they orchestrate things. You know, uh, you got one TV show after another, one electronic device after another. It's, all, it's, it's like a continuation of bread and circus, bread and circus, bread and circus. I had something, I'm getting close to the end of my show, that I was going to share with you last week. And, and I wrote my own caption, basically, headline. And I don't... <laughs> I have it in my little list of notes here. Yeah. This, and, and this was what I was going to talk about. Like, does anyone really care about astronaut so-called Scott Kelly returning to Earth? Allegedly, I put my, in my own headline. That's like classic bread and circuses. And this was like last week, maybe, or uh, well, certainly like a week and a half ago, fairly recently, right? You know, we got all this other, like, very much more important stuff going on, right? But, the, the, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, there's this, this comes along. And I see that as classic bread and circus. It's like, who cares? Really? Who cares about Scott Kelly returning to Earth after a year? And I say allegedly, okay, because I'm one of the conspiracy theory guys that don't, doesn't think that that's, any of that really goes on. But whatever, it doesn't matter because most people do. And instead of paying attention to the real issues of the day, guys, right, the real destruction, the, the real uh, decay of this country, they're just going to, you know, they're going to get all hyped up over Scott Kelly. It's just unbelievable, you know, and I have no time for that. I have no time for that. And that's where I get labeled sometimes as being too serious, man. You're just too serious, man. You know, geez, you can't, you know, be entertained or something, be entertained. How can I be entertained? Are you kidding me? How can any of us be entertained by what's going on in this country? That's unbelievable. We're being mauled to death. We're being mauled to death, essentially, by a pack of wild dogs, wild animals. We can't run fast enough to get away from them. When we think, just when we think at the last moment we got away from them, two more attack us. And we're constantly being attacked and attacked and bitten and beaten down by our masters. And that's who they are.